Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. I just think we were prepared. You know, one thing my uh, my trainer, he told me, he said, what did he say? He just told us to be prepared. It like, was wait, in wait, the men's section. Girl shirt button on the other yes. side? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I figured it Flash out. Flash is wearing a girl shirt. Flash. It's a me, a man, it's a Garcia. <laughs> Go cojones. How about those friggin' pirates? There's local politics, bud. Boom, boom, boom. Now let me say well. You are terrible. And stop playing that song. Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. Did not flub at all. Send it in. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday, a Players Lounge Monday, presented by Delcor. Clip Brock here with you and Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt alongside on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. You can find us on 1250, 930 online, PR927FM.com and watch the show on Facebook Live and YouTube. And you can be a part of today's program if you have a question for Garrett Saylor, Carter Spivey, Josh Groves, or... Dr. Gary Overton, Coach O, going to join us on the show as well. You can chime in on YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter and ask your question. We'll pass it along to the guys on today's program. So we will get to Garrett Saylor here in a moment. Also coming up at uh, an hour number two, Carter Spivey. Hour three, Josh Gross. Gross coming off a great performance yesterday as the Pirates go two and one over the weekend beating georgetown on sunday we'll talk to the players we'll also talk to coach o coming up in about 30 minutes and at 4 30 brian bailey will join us had a great edition of the brian bailey show earlier today talked a little football and hoops talked to blake carroll defensive coordinator of the pirates and also larry Will- williford farmville central trying to win yet another uh, state championship so you can uh, check that out at six o'clock if you missed it earlier today we'll talk to brian bailey coming up at 4 30 Joining us now in the Pirate Radio Studios, East Carolina righty Garrett Saylor. Garrett, good to see you, man. How you doing? Doing good. How are you? Doing great. Coming off a two-and-one weekend for the Pirates. Uh, got things going on Friday with a win over Indiana. Had a, uh, a slip-up good game against Long Beach State. Two good baseball teams going at it on Saturday. And then a huge eighth inning last night uh, where you guys knock off Georgetown. So two-and-one weekend, two-and-two overall in the week. How you feeling after a week of baseball i mean i feel pretty good i think uh i think after that tuesday game kind of kind of a wake-up call for us i thought we had a pretty solid weekend um but yeah looking forward to this coming up week yeah i'm glad you brought that up i remember cliff godwin after the tuesday game the loss to duke said we're gonna have a good practice on wednesday mm-hmm. what's a practice like after a loss like that it sounded like you had something planned for you guys uh, no nah, i mean yeah it, it was definitely a tough practice guys he just uh made an emphasis of guys flying around um being aggressive during practice um uh i it wasn't necessarily a long practice but we went hard yeah uh and cliff godwin said yesterday after the game we might see you start coming up one day this week uh we will see you on the mound but had heard that some some rumors garrett i hadn't talked to you about it but uh about uh potentially a sickness and yeah. uh, something happened to you early in the season so what uh what exactly were you going yeah. through there early um well i started feeling bad that sunday game of george washington started feeling bad and then um felt okay on monday and then i woke up tuesday feeling like really bad um i didn't i didn't go to the doctor until 
like at that Wednesday, but um, but yeah, lost like ten pounds, sore throat, body aches, but um, I've gained some weight back, uh, got my energy back, but yeah. So you've been battling through that here early in the season, uh, along mm-hmm. with trying to get outs on the yeah. field. So not the way you script uh, no. the start to a season, no, but, but good thing it's a long season. Yeah. So and yeah. and look, your part of your story is kind of bouncing back mm-hmm. several times, right? Yeah. So you've been through this before. Uh, you know how to come out of it. So not a big deal, right? No, no. Yeah. Uh, last year started off kind of slow, so starting off kind of slow this this year, but we'll uh we'll be all right and uh coach godwin said you and coach knight have been working through some things talking about some things so uh what have those conversations been like with yeah, the pitching it's, coach it's, yeah it's more mental anything it's it's nothing to do with my mechanics my mechanics are fine it's all uh it's all a mental game uh that's all baseball is 90 percent mental so yeah just talking with coach coach knight about that talk with coach g about that too just trying to get my head back in the right space busy week for the pirates coming up as east carolina will uh, take on queens and elon back to back and you guys are going on a little uh, mini road trip here mm-hmm. right so you'll leave tomorrow and uh you'll be staying overnight you won't be coming home between games right? no no yeah yeah we leave uh leave tomorrow in the morning uh travel to charlotte play queens that night um after after we play queens i believe we we're going to drive to Elon, spend the night in Elon, and then play on Wednesday, come back uh, to Greenville Wednesday night. And uh, right now, 0-2 in the midweek, Garrett, so trying to snap out of that. I mean, yeah, something, uh, something about those midweeks, but, <laughs> but we'll, be, we'll be good. And part of it is good competition. We were looking at the polls uh, before we came on the air. Campbell was the top 25 team yeah, now. Yeah. You know how good Duke can be. What's crazy is East Carolina – had won so many games in a row against Duke, and they're a good team every year. You had their number; they were kind of due to finally get you guys one time. Yeah, yeah, um, they're they're definitely a quality opponent, and uh, they they beat us pretty good uh, last Tuesday. So, um, but I mean, it's nothing to hang our heads on. I mean, got a long season, so. And uh, I got to imagine the arms feeling pretty good. No uh, work this weekend, so you're yeah, rested, yeah, ready to go. The arms feeling good, ready to go this week. Garrett Saylor joining us in the Pirate Radio Studios. Uh, big weekend for ECU with the Keith LeClaire Classic. How cool is it to wear? I remember in the 90s, Garrett, a lot of teams started going with the sleeveless uh, and the, the short sleeve undershirt. You guys had the 23 jerseys this weekend, the 23 hats. How cool is it to go out there as a team and uh, represent that uh, 23 that Keith yeah, LeClaire wore? No, it's, it's awesome. I mean, Coach LeClaire's legacy, it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's what our culture is about um and uh it's just pretty cool uh wearing those jerseys honoring him um and it was a good weekend to do that yeah and uh you had the family of uh coach leclerc there <laughs> jacob jenkins coward said last week that when newcomers come in freshmen or transfers they read coaching third they talk mm-hmm. about it with the team so yeah. is that something you went through as well yeah yeah i did i went through that freshman year read coaching third um he gave coach g gave us the book that summer um read it throughout the summer and then came back in the fall and uh we did like a, a book report on it uh in front of the whole team so yeah and uh, another great weekend of crowds at clark leclerc stadium i was out there saturday and went yesterday as a uh, jungle dweller and uh, a lot of folks out there garrett uh, having a good time in greenville so those big crowds from really the last decade or whatever but uh have continued on this year it's great to see yeah it's awesome i mean the weather's been amazing yeah lately. it's it's kind of surprising usually in uh february it's freezing cold like fans fans don't come out but um but yeah this past weekend even opening weekend it's been it's been awesome 
I, I still feel like we're not out of the woods yet. Like there's going to be no. a brutal I mean, I th- cold I think, weekend. I, well, I think uh, this coming up weekend's supposed to uh, supposed to be a little bit colder. That could I, be. I don't, I don't think it's going to be miserable, but yeah. but it's it's going to be a little bit colder. And a big weekend coming up uh, against Liberty. Always mm-hmm. a very good team, good opponent. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they are. We've um we usually scrimmage them in the fall. Um, but yeah, they're they're quality opponent. And we're going to probably say that quite a bit when we talk to you during these chats <laughs> because. Cliff Godwin puts together a challenging schedule. We've talked about it. Part of it is just because of where we are on the map. There's so many great schools around yeah, us yeah, that play right. baseball. But uh, no, you know, you can't take any days off with the no, schedule. No, no, you can't. Because, I mean, it's, it's college baseball. Anything can happen. So um, you can never take a team lightly. Um, we just got to play our brand of baseball. If you got a question for Garrett or the other guys, you can get it in Facebook youtube or twitter just got one in a moment ago from steve who wants to know your first of all your favorite sport to watch other than baseball um favorite sport to watch probably college football college football is pretty fun to watch um but yeah football would probably be it i like watching golf too yeah yeah i've kind of gotten into golf i think i think covid did that to me okay like once covid hit people started getting into golf just because that was the only thing to do because it was outside so um, I like watching golf. So that was the part two of the question. Favorite sport to play other than baseball? Would that be golf? Um, I, I, I do like to play golf. I'm not good, but uh, I do like to play. Um, I, I played basketball growing up. I like I like to still play basketball time and time again. But but yeah. Um, you had have you had some fun days at Daddy Ficklin Stadium during your time here? Oh yeah. Enjoy yeah, going yeah. to those games. Yeah, I like I like going to football games. Uh, did you have a uh, team or players you liked growing up football wise uh, when you were a kid? Um, well, my my family is a um, is our Steelers fans. Mm-hmm. I don't uh, I have no family in Pittsburgh. Like I don't <laughs> I, I don't know why we're Steelers fans. But right. I grew up watching the Steelers. So yeah. what's that? Uh, was that like the Palomalu era? Mm, yeah, yeah. yeah. Paul Early Paul, big man. Heinz Ward. Yeah. 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 Randall L. Mm-hmm. That that crowd. Uh, talking to Garrett Saylor, Dylan uh, wants to know your favorite menu item at Chico's. Yeah, well, I've only been to Chico's maybe once or twice, but anytime I go to a Mexican restaurant, it's got to be the ACP. Okay. Yeah. Arroz con pollo, I believe Arroz, that is. Arroz, Arroz, Arroz. Con pollo, yeah. yeah. There like you go. That. ACP, easier yeah. to say. Yeah. Uh, interesting question, too, from Dylan. Favorite way to get an out? Like, I'm going to assume strikeout is the bet, but yeah. he says. Uh, for example, I like seeing guys roll over and pop up against Spivey. Mm-hmm. So let's take strikeout off the table, Garrett. What's your strikeout. favorite way to get an out? Um, I guess like a first pitch out. So or like yeah, first pitch of the of the at bat. Those type of outs uh, gets me off the field quicker. All right, uh, one pitch, one out, yeah. easy enough. Um, I think I've asked you the turf versus legitimate baseball field question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think we talked about that a yeah. couple weeks ago. But yeah, um, I mean, I would much rather pitch on a like on a dirt mound rather than a turf mound just because uh i get more traction off a dirt mound all right and for whatever reason uh we love food questions another mexican-ish food question okay. cheap mexican food what's your taco bell order taco bell order it's the uh the quesadilla combo so it's like the chicken quesadilla with a with a hard shell taco um and you gotta get the baja blast okay gotta have the baja blast gotta have the baja blast uh hannah says not really a question just a compliment i was standing at the bullpen at unc for the last three outs heard uh that obnoxious fan heckling our guys kudos to the pitchers catchers for paying that guy no mind my seven-year-old was ready to karate chop him 
yeah, yeah. That guy, I was in, um, I was actually in the bullpen. Uh, I was getting hot in the bullpen those that last uh, those last couple innings, and there was this guy back there. Um, he's not in the right state of mind, but uh, hmm. but yeah, he was heckling us, saying some saying some stuff to us, and we just kind of kept our head down, didn't didn't pay him any attention, and he just um, and then we won the game and r- r- ran onto the field, didn't really say anything, hmm. but yeah. Uh, so I guess it's different for a pitcher like Lane Hoover said he'll if it's good natured ribbing he'll go back and forth with somebody mm-hmm. and uh, we've heard you know some other guys say that as a pitcher like are you blocking everything out or if it's yeah. like decent trash talk will you go back at them or anything no I usually block everything out like yeah. when, I'm, when I'm on the mound I don't even look at the batter like I just focus on the catcher like some, some, I mean obviously I'll look and see if he's a righty or lefty but I'm not I'm not going to look at the batter to see who it is. But, uh, yeah, I try to block everything out. And then, I mean, sometimes emotions will get to you, but yeah. um, it's nothing It's nothing bad. Garrett Saylor joining us. I'm going to ask you guys, too, uh, about Justin Wilcoxon and the importance of uh, your catcher. And, man, he's gone every just about every inning this year, every inning but one, I believe. Yeah, I think, I think like one or two. Yeah, and uh, has been good at the plate as well. So, What's that connection like uh, with Wilcox and some? I remember Greg Maddox back in the day had his own personal catcher. Eddie mm-hmm. Perez used to catch yeah. Greg Maddox, but that relationship and and how's the uh, uh, continuity between you and Wilcox? Yeah, I love J Dub. I mean, me and J Dub been together for four years now. Um, got to know him over the years, uh, uh, but yeah, he he really he really gets to know the pitchers just from like how their their body type it or not body type, but like their composure on the mound. Um, but yeah, he's he's awesome and he, he's done a good job for us this year. And uh, yeah, just uh, hopefully Ryan McChrystal can can get healthy, bringing up some yeah. younger catchers. But uh, Wilcoxon has been uh, a machine to this point, yeah. catching all those innings. Uh, Craig says, "What is your favorite baseball moment of the year so far?" So, so small far. sample size there, but how about this year? Um, I mean, I I got to go with beating Carolina twice. I mean, that was that was pretty good. It's in state kind of in-state rivalry um but yeah beating carolina twice winning the series against them and you mentioned it a moment ago i remember uh you and uh spivey went down to get ready to come in that late innings right mm-hmm. at in chapel hill mm-hmm. they brought in spivey to get the final three mm-hmm. outs had some stress but was able to get those outs but mm-hmm. i know you were ready to shut them down yeah, too yeah, right yeah i was ready to go <laughs> you wanted your number called mm-hmm. like we did uh we had to call you the other day to finish out a show a second yeah, was, good job was, on that that was funny that good, was good great work um craig you know he's not going to answer this question i don't know why you asked it is there an opposing player that you just want to put the ball in their ear hole when they step up to the plate no i don't i can't think of one i, don't. <laughs> I mean what a no. question no. i don't i don't i don't i don't know i know it's like unwritten rules old school but like hitting a guy because they pimp it like why don't you strike the guy out right yeah, like that's I would, what I, would, I think i would much rather strike him out yeah than then hit him and let him get on base right yeah. yeah and i know that you know if uh if it's a close game you don't want to hit him if you're up no. like five and that's what you do i guess but yeah I'd, I'd say go after the guy strike him out yeah yeah i mean that's that's not what we're about not what ec baseball is about we're about just playing playing the game the right way uh boy this is a good question from steve so let's say you're on and uh you're out there and you're going uh, deep in the game. It says, would you rather have three hours of a baseball heckler just crushing you nonstop or a three-hour flight with a crying baby? 
I think that's an easy a heckler. Yeah, a I mean, you're on the baseball field. Yeah, because when I'm when I'm on a plane, I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I guess I can have uh, some some AirPods in or something, but yeah. if I can hear the baby, I would. I couldn't. I couldn't handle that. And you can't really go anywhere. At least no, uh, no. between innings, you could go out of the dugout. Or yeah, like, you know. Yeah, you got your little room. By the way, did we see a behind the scenes of the celebration room? I believe we did. Maybe. Did you see that on they, social uh, media. I know. Let me pull I know. Uh, yesterday, we we ended up putting like some LED lights in there. <laughs> just out of nowhere, we, we we ran in there. I think it was after Moylan's home run. And we're, yeah, we're running in there, and we're like, where, where did these LED light, lights come from? But it was it was pretty cool. I believe it was on. Oh, I gotta ask Groves about that. He had a selfie jungle leap. Yeah, they're, they've been doing that recently. I kind of like it. It's <laughs> like a yeah. It's pretty cool. All right, so there's yeah, you guys. There's the LED lights. ECU baseball uh, official Twitter had it. Just a small three or four seconds. So is that right after the home run? Yeah, it, it, they cross home plate. Um, usually it's it's me or Charlie Hodges will stand outside of the dugout and try to wave them wave them in so they come into the party room. And that, I mean that's like a post game celebration. So the entire dugout, the entire team gets yeah, in there yeah, the, for the entire team is in there for a few seconds. Yeah, probably about five <laughs> five seconds, and then it's back to business. Yeah. Well, that's pretty cool so that's what you have to do now since there are no on the field yeah. uh, prop celebrations yeah. and stuff like that mm-hmm. uh gary we asked you about the pitch clock uh all that stuff uh we are a few weeks into the season now everything still okay yeah i mean i i usually don't worry about it because I, I work pretty fast anyway but um it's definitely different uh just from like you can't like step off it's like a warning now like you can't re- regroup or anything like that like you got to get the ball and go um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, we we really haven't had any trouble with it so far. I think we've it's, it's only happened to us like maybe once or twice this season. Uh, John on YouTube says Sailor likes Moe's. All right, I don't know if he's like a stalk. Like, do you, I like, do, do you I, like Moe's? I do like Moe's. I haven't been in a while, but <laughs> I, I do like Moe's. Okay, John, thank you for letting us know that. Appreciate yeah. it. Uh, Gary, let me ask you. Somebody had a question late in our show, either last week or two weeks ago, and I didn't. I'll ask all the guys today, but. How about your recruitment coming from what the uh the western part of the state ish triad yes, where are you from triad. yeah triad area yeah um so tell us about your recruitment in high school who was going after you mm-hmm. and how you ended up here at ecu yeah um ecu was the first school i talked to i talked to nc state clemson uh south carolina and carolina but um i went on a visit to state but that i didn't I didn't really like it too much, um, but ECU stood out to me. It was just, just all about the culture here, um, what they're about. The fans are definitely a big part. Just, just going to a game, seeing how how they get into it uh, during a game. It just, uh, it really felt like home. So yeah. Were you part of a showcase team? Yeah, I played for the Dirtbags. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, we had – who else was a Dirtbag on this roster? Who, was, a lot of them. Yeah. A lot of guys played for the Dirtbags on, yeah. on this roster. It was cool. Um, years ago, Mike Mullis and I called a Dirtbags versus Canes game mm-hmm. in the Winston-Salem um, – That was the, Yeah, that was Winston-Salem Dash. I remember that. I remember that game. I so were you school. in that game? I was not – I was on the – that was the – like the – team like above me the age group above me. okay right i think Ryder giles was on that was on okay that i'm trying to think of other, gavin i want to say was on yeah, the yeah, team yeah gav might have been on the cane he was on the canes okay um uh, yeah but i don't think he pitched yeah and um maybe a catcher too seth cadell seth seth was on the canes yeah yeah okay and i remember uh that, that was pretty neat i i'm 
pretty ignorant to that business to that uh mm-hmm. but man it's a big deal a lot yeah. of a lot of studs yeah, a lot of is. great players it is. it is nowadays um you see it all over social media now it's just all these high school arms you got 15 year olds throwing 96 like <laughs> i wish i could do that when i was 15 but i wish i could do that now <laughs> garrett sailor joining us inside the pirate radio studios uh garrett uh big week coming up how do you like these uh these road trips these uh kind of team bonding i guess yeah, I, I mean it's awesome it's our first road trip of the uh of the season uh get to get to know the players a little bit we'll uh hopefully do do a thing called pirate idol on the way to charlotte this week so we have new guys that'll that'll uh sing a song for the team and did you have to do that i did i had to do that we do it on the bus uh we put like headphones on so we can't hear anything mm. um saying so, we'll just and you're going acapella yeah just... yeah no, oh wow yeah what you, 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 what can, did... you can hear music in your ear, okay like the ear your ears but um you can't hear anything like you can't hear them clapping and they can't hear the music they can't hear the music they just hear you they just hear you sing yeah (laughs) what did you sing um i i I sung a taylor swift song but i don't uh i don't remember which one um could be shake it off maybe i don't okay i I forgot what it was by the way i found out just a few months ago first time i ever heard taylor swift's christmas song great song really uh christmas tree farm i'm trying to turn people onto it it's a great song i've heard that check it out sing it uh let's see uh out, well i have more questions about this idol so <laughs> did you get to pick the song or do they pick it for you uh, yeah we you get to pick the song um you, hopefully it's a good song because if you don't you get booed okay <laughs> yeah well yeah. now i'm intrigued i want to hear yeah. more about this yeah, uh coming up ask, next week just Hoove. hooves had to do it a couple times um, <laughs> just just because we we love when hoove talks um, it's awesome yeah but, yeah uh jack says what is your take on cliff's glasses uh i mean if it, if it helps him see better i'm fine with them but yeah i i've never seen him wear wear those glasses before until the first game of the year um caught me off guard i was like dang coach yeah but yeah good look for him i'm it's, it's all right kind of like clark kent and superman yeah. like he just kind of showed up with glasses yeah. in the third base box one day yeah um alex said virginia tech used the prop once on the field mm-hmm. then does it in the dugout is that too close to the line for coach g oh so i guess if you do it once you get a warning yeah yeah i guess you guys are just gonna avoid it yeah, altogether yeah we just avoid it i mean i think of our only prop or we we had the traffic cone yeah yeah I don't even know where that is. It's probably somewhere in the facility. But I mean, Cooch and Tyler Smith came in and stole it. Yeah, or yeah, maybe, yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe Smitty came in, came back and got it. Uh, Garrett, good stuff, man. Uh, good luck this week. Hope to see you back on the mound and uh, you're feeling good, ready to go. So. Yeah, yeah. All right, sounds good. Thank Garrett, you. Uh, thank you. We'll talk to you in a couple weeks, man. Gotcha. Garrett Sailor, Pirate Righty, joining us inside the Delcor Players Lounge here on a Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. If you need help with your plumbing or HVAC needs, you can call 321-8868. Visit DelcorInc.com, and the service professionals will take care of you. We'll uh, talk to Carter Spivey coming up in hour number two, Josh Gross in hour three. When we return, Coach O, Gary Overton, will join us to talk some Pirate Baseball. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live after this.
You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Order Jersey Mike subs on the mobile app and get delivery right to your home or save time and order ahead to skip the line to pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike's sub location. Jersey Mike's a sub above. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Flip Rock. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. Carter Spivey going to join us coming up in about 30 minutes. And then in hour number three, we'll talk to the winning pitcher from Sunday's game. Over at Clark LeClaire Stadium, Josh Gross will join us on the show. Also, Brian Bailey coming up, hour number two of our program. If you have a question for one of our guests, you can get that in on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, and we will pass that along. Uh, Real quick uh, update for what happened over the weekend with ECU Athletics. Of course, baseball, two and one. We'll talk more about that in just a moment. Softball, another winning weekend. In fact, they've uh, every weekend they've had has been a winning weekend. They went three and two over the weekend. So Shane Winkler and company continue continuing to pick up wins, sixteen and five on the season. Women's basketball was off. They'll be in action in the AAC tournament coming up Tuesday at nine o'clock. They're going to play either Tulane or Cincinnati in a late game coming up. Kim McNeil, coach of the year in the American. Amaya Joyner, freshman of the year in the American. So good luck to Kim McNeil's ball club coming up on Tuesday. We'll talk more about that one on tomorrow's Pirate Radio Live. Uh, Men's basketball losing to Tulane Friday night. I might talk about the refs at some point. And then uh, lost to UCF yesterday. So they take on South Florida coming up 1230 on Thursday. Chandler Honeycutt and I and the crew will be here Watching that game with you here in the Pirate Radio Studios, 12.30 on Thursday. More on Pirate Baseball now as we have our Farm Bureau ECU Baseball Recap. You can call Brandon Manning with Farm Bureau Insurance, 531-1812, and get a free quote and schedule a review today. And here to talk some baseball with us is Hall of Famer, uh, the Dr. Gary Overton. Coach O joining us on the program. Coach O, great to see you. How you doing, man? Clip, really good. Thanks so much for having me. Yes, sir. And if, <laughs> if anybody knows Pirate Baseball, it is you. So we'll dissect what's going on right now with the team. Two and one uh, this weekend. Lost to Long Beach State. Took care of Indiana and Georgetown. So we'll, we'll go game by game, Coach. But overall, what did you think of the Pirates this weekend? really good uh obviously there were a couple of miscues in the loss but uh at the same time playing a really good opponent who is uh reestablishing its national acclaim from a few years back but uh for, from the friday night and sunday games really complete games and and really strong efforts um a, a total team effort both ways and trey savage once again coach comes out and looks really good as a starter for east carolina goes six innings strikes out 11 uh had three walks one earned run allowed on four hits so what has he done this year coach uh, that you've seen to elevate where he was from a year ago you know he came in with uh really high accolades and uh as we all know a really strong arm uh he was a guy that even last year was touching 94 but um, over the course of time, he's really matured as a pitcher. He's learned how to pitch. Uh, was quite erratic and I'm sure nervous at the beginning of last year. But as the year went along, uh, uh, achieved a role that uh, was so important to that Pirate win streak. 
that propel them into a or hosting a regional and super regional. And, and Trey, you savage a big part of that. But now this year, uh, you could tell the real desire in his game to become not just a, a pitcher in the rotation, but a guy who's going to achieve that Friday night start. And uh, he's done just that and, and uh, is rolling with it at this point. Another one of the stars on Friday was star Jacob Starling with six RBIs in the win had a home run in the victory. And speaking of guys that have made a jump from uh, last season, what has Jacob Starling done at the plate coach that uh, maybe he wasn't doing last year? Well, just that he, he, he really brings to the table a very strong offense and for a middle infielder a lot of power uh it's not rare anymore to see power in the middle positions but uh uh, he's going to have his ample share of not just extra base hits but home runs as well and so i i think his his home run count will be up this year uh at this particular point uh he's had some big ones and uh he's kind of propelled the pirates in two maybe three of the victories uh each of the two uh unc victories which we'll talk about because they were they were uh really big um instruments in where the pirates are at this point well one thing they did friday night sunday and in those north carolina victories and we've seen it this year coaches score runs late they had five runs in the eighth inning against indiana had a huge eighth inning yesterday against georgetown and we remember those comebacks against north carolina so what is that just getting to the bullpen uh just being more locked into the game later in the game what what has led to these outbursts late in games well some all teams are different we know that and, and they all uh have different characteristics and different personalities as a unit so to speak but this particular team really looks like one that um tries to not tries but it feels the game out early in other words in of course we separate the game in three stages early middle and late innings and during the early innings even though uh last friday night um there was uh, uh there was a barrage of offense even even at that point but uh it, it's almost like they're they're gauging the pitcher they're they're trying to uh, establish how they can score whether it's going to take uh, manufacturing of runs, whether it's going to take the long ball, or if you're just going to have to utilize uh, uh, base running and, and sheer skills to score, then as the game unfolds, they adapt to what the score is and uh, situation tactics and strategies play in. One thing it does do, I'm watching the game against Duke last week. East Carolina couldn't get anything going, and I'm still thinking seventh, eighth inning, we're going to score some runs. We're going to get back in this thing. It didn't happen. And I was thinking the same thing Saturday against Long Beach State, and you know they, they couldn't scratch uh, any runs there late. But what it does, it probably gets into the opponent's head that, hey, this team, we got to watch out for them late. And it also keeps East Carolina engaged no matter what the deficit is, I would imagine. Uh, very well said, and you're exactly right. Now, uh, the two games that you mentioned were, were totally opposed uh, as to the way the game unfolded. Uh, the Grand Slam home run at Duke, I think, took something out of the Pirates, and that occurred in fifth or sixth inning and uh, made it that much more difficult to come back. Although the Pirates still felt they could, and... Um, uh, in the Long Beach game. That's just a brand of West Coast baseball where they're going to put the ball in play. It's hard to strike them out. Uh, good two-strike hitters, but here's the big thing. They really play defense, and I think there were three to four plays in that game where defensively Long Beach State took took opportunities away from the Pirates, and now that come back even that much harder one-run loss. Yeah, against a good team, and you can't give them extra chances, Coach. Three errors for the Pirates. We 
uh i remember the the hit and run with lane hoover cliff goblin talked about that after the game and coach as a, a coach to coach so much baseball in your time that those decisions are your decisions you got to live with them if it works you're a genius if it doesn't uh you got to talk about it after the game but we saw lane hoover uh did his best to try to get a bat on the ball out of the strike zone couldn't do it runners thrown out kills a bit of a rally but it's one of those things that uh, Cliff said it. He liked the odds in that situation. Didn't work out that time. And it's what a coach thinks is the right thing to do at that time and still thinks it's the right yeah, thing right. to do. Uh, let's go back to the pitch. First time that that pitcher threw a very high fastball out of the zone, well, no no baseball player in America can get that ball on the ground. And uh, obviously you take a swing, you're trying to protect the runner, uh, but even that didn't work. So um, the one pitch that was thrown during that game that would have foiled any hit and run, you almost think they knew what was coming, although they didn't. It just happened to be the wrong pitch at the wrong time. Yeah. Coach Gary Overton joining us inside the Pirate Radio studios. Uh, and Cliff Cowan said one thing the Pirates do after a loss is bounce back. They certainly did that against Georgetown. Got some really good pitching from Josh Groves. We'll talk to Josh later on today, Coach. But uh, what did he have working yesterday? Well, he, he has developed command. And we saw that after the first inning in Chapel Hill just last Sunday. He really struggled uh last couple of times out. And uh, it's not just a control issue as much as it is him dictating the game and um, for whatever reason that by the way that would be a good question for him today (laughs) for whatever the reason he has regained that command and seized control and was totally dominant uh, yesterday and in what he was trying to do now his pitch uh, selection has a good three pitch mix but um, uh, when you're a guy that can throw 95 and he has touched 96 at ECU but when you're a guy like that and your changeup is is really really effective uh, hitters they're just not going to stay on balance and and he got a lot of his 10 strikeouts yesterday off of breaking balls and Changeups, off-speed pitches. 99 pitches thrown in five innings. Did not give up a hit. Had those 10 strikeouts and four walks. And uh, Coach, were you thinking about stuff like no hitters? Or are you just thinking he's thrown 99 pitches? We got to get him out of here. Uh, I, I really, and nor I don't think that Cliff Godwin, myself, nor nor Groves was even thinking about going the distance, not right. by any means. But the no-hitter was on everyone's mind. Yeah. And, uh, as was evidenced when the no-hitter was broken up uh, uh, out of the bullpen in the seventh inning, uh, uh, there was still applause and a standing ovation from the crowd acknowledging how far it did go. But I don't think, Josh, he, he did tell us in the postgame that, that um, it was not even on his mind as to how far he went, but he would have liked to have gone further, but 99 pitches this time of the year, mm-hmm. he had to come out. Yeah, how, how much has that changed since you, um, Coach? 99 was a pretty big number. Hey, there's Skip Carey out of nowhere. Uh, 99 pitches was a lot, you know, even when you coach, but we saw guys go a little longer and maybe throw a little bit more. But has that, I don't know, magic number changed when you want to get a guy out of a game back from when you coached? Uh, I don't think there was really a magic number then or now, but I do think that pitchers went longer now because uh, they're not as deep of staffs back then as today right uh, the quality of pitching and the quantity as well look at this ecu staff i know cliff godwin's not afraid to run about eight to nine guys out there and would feel very comfortable matter of fact he has done that <laughs> yeah. this year. and uh 
so yeah, yeah, starters would go a little bit longer, um, and as long as there's ample rest and the quality of the rest, which we we have that as well in strength training and in, in, um, medical staffs and things of that nature. So, uh, yeah, it was a little longer back in the day, uh, a little more protective of arms today. Coach O joining us, Gary Overton. We'll take a timeout when we return. I want to ask you about uh, the rule changes and how the pitch clock uh, has affected games so far this year. Also, the week ahead, got Queens, got Elon, and then Liberty coming to town. We'll talk about that with Dr. Gary Overton when we return on Pirate Radio Live. More to go after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. University PC Care has been Pirate Nation's go-to IT expert since 2006 and are the local tech support experts for any of your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. All righty, back with you here. Pirate Radio Live with Coach O, Dr. Gary Overton, as we recap the ECU baseball weekend. You can call ECU grab Brandon Manning with Farm Bureau Insurance, 531-1812. His clients have a cell phone number. He's available before or after business hours. Call Brandon today, 531-1812, to schedule a review and get a free quote. We recap the weekend. We'll look at what lies ahead, Coach, but a couple other questions for you. Got one from uh, Adam on Facebook. Says, Coach Overton, I know it's early, but how good is this year's team compared to last year's team? Can you you do any comparisons between the two? Really good question. Great question, as a matter of fact. Uh, And I think if you break it down, now we we don't know um, how this will translate uh, into wins and losses. But if you if you break it down, I think the first thing you have to look at is the pitching is equally as good, if not possibly a little better. And we say that because of the loss of C.J. Mayhew, and he he uh, ascended to be the number one guy at the end of the year last year. But uh, we've also uh, obtained Zach Root as a freshman, mm-hmm. who's fulfilling much the same role that. Uh, uh, that Mayhew was in at the beginning of last year. Now, a very high upside for Zach Root and the many things that he can do uh, and, and has been accomplished to, to this particular point. But uh, in addition, we uh, Tyler Brott uh, brings a possible closer role, and this is a guy throwing 95-96, and, and that's something that we didn't have last year. So are we as good there? Yes. Could we be better? Absolutely. Then – Position player-wise, I, I think it starts at shortstop and center field, and it, no one was going to take the place of Zach Agnos. Uh, I say that offensively. I say it defensively. But more important than that, he was a leader in the clubhouse, mm. and he was a guy that could uh, um, really um, get players around him better, make them better. He could uh, uh, he could relate to players really well and, and was an outstanding asset on the diamond. But then 
uh, Bryson World second half of the season, we know carried the Pirates. So the question in those two roles is who will step up? Yeah, very good answer to a uh, a good question. And man, what a special family the Agnosis coach with Jake here, Zach here, and the entire family, and to have them back to back like we did we're kind of spoiled with uh, all the success they brought here to greenville oh we'd love to have another one that's no for doubt sure. no doubt about it uh gary overton joining us coach uh what are your thoughts on the pitch clock and uh, you know i feel like the the rhythm the pace uh has been on an uptick this year it's uh it's been a little easier to watch not as many lulls uh, how about from your perspective any thoughts on it well i think you first of all look at the time of games and to this point, the Pirates have played over a three-hour game, I think, once or twice. Most of them are right around the three-hour mark or inside. It's been that way nationally. It's not just here at ECU, but the reviews coming out uh, from uh, players, coaches, and particularly the people involved in making those decisions uh, has been good. It's been extremely positive. Uh, the pace of play is much better. And some say the pace of play is more important than the length of the game itself right. because you're, you're making the game move along. And in so doing, yes, I like it a lot. Um, I think it needed it for quite some time. So whether it was implemented by way of a clock or other measures, it's needed. Uh, have you seen any spring training and any highlights yet? The Braves uh, had bases loaded down by one guy wasn't ready for the pitch in time they called him out on strikes game over so they lost on a pitch clock violation so they are really enforcing it in the major league game have you seen any of that yet i I haven't but when you say enforcing that's the thing when it is being enforced uh and there was an odd one in college baseball just a couple of weeks ago uh yeah two weeks ago but when it's being enforced the players learn to adapt to it Mm -hmm. and i think that's why pitchers they're not rushing uh they're they're just adhering to the rules following the standard and it actually is starting to resemble older school baseball in that uh, the pitchers are just not wasting time um stepping off Uh, late in the game last night or yesterday, the game actually ended at night. But um, a, a pitcher, a pitcher from uh, Georgetown, stepped off, and it's being signaled by both umpires, second and third base umpires. And once he stepped off, he, he couldn't do so again. So the second time, he actually made the throw to second base as the shortstop and second baseman were converging on the bag. Looked a little weird, but he had to make the throw. He couldn't step off. Hmm. Uh, he only had that one opportunity. What's the penalty for that, coach? If you do, yeah, a ball is called. A ball, okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and replay has been in baseball for a while now, Coach. But uh, as a, a former coach, how do you feel about replay in baseball? Uh, that's been highly successful. Okay. Uh, there's actually, and we talk about this an awful lot. I think you and I talked about it last year one time. There's actually a section in the baseball rule book that indicates – get the call right that's the name of the chapter in the rule book and uh whether it makes an umpire look bad it was thought that might be an issue early on was not mm-hmm. has not been the case whatsoever and so uh, uh replay just ensures that the game or that calls are made fairly gary overton joining us and uh coach you'll be making the trip uh queen's university coming up in kannapolis on tuesday and then a road game at elon on wednesday and uh we'll talk to scooter uh scott rogers coming up wednesday before the elon game right here on the show but uh good to hear you'll be on the call with scott these next couple of games yeah and looking forward to that twofold one 
uh, a lot of pro parks the Pirates will play yeah. in this year. And, and you mentioned the one in Kannapolis. So really be interesting to see that. And also players really enjoy playing on, on uh, a pro-type atmosphere. But uh, Queen's University, uh, a new program, but a Division One program. And actually, uh, I think three games they've won this year to this point. So um, it, it'll be interesting to see the team they put on the field as well. Yeah, and these midweek games, especially when you got two like this, Coach, uh, that a lot of conversations uh, between Cliff Godwin and Austin Knight about how to handle this pitching-wise. So uh, what do you suspect we'll see these next two days? Well, obviously, in one case, you'll probably see a person who is uh, that the coaches are trying to make into their uh, uh, midweek starter. Mm -hmm. And in the other case, you're going to see someone that they're hoping will emerge. Uh, I'm not sure which game will be, uh, which starter will go, but it'll be each of those two in the two games. In addition, uh, you have to manage your bullpen better. Yeah, and uh, that is going to be a key coming up Tuesday and Wednesday. So you got five games this week, another uh, two-game midweek next week at UNCW and against William & Mary, and I believe that's it for the season, Coach. Everything else is one midweek game? Correct. Okay. That is correct. And uh, Liberty coming to town this weekend. They always got a pretty good ball club, Coach. Is that the same this year? You know, really good. Uh, Off to a little slow start this year, and that's because of their offense. They're struggling offensively now. They have played really good clubs, too. Uh, Their schedule to date has been good. Uh, So they're not setting the world on fire, but they're they're struggling just a little bit to score. Pitching-wise? pretty good and yet offense has been the name of their game in the past gary overton joining us he'll be on the call with scott rogers coming up tuesday wednesday and this weekend when east carolina uh plays liberty uh let's see uh, alex uh says does coach o ever see himself retiring or is he an ecu lifer well Oh, you can speak to that, Coach. What's your answer to that? Well, uh, obviously, it's a lot of fun to do the radio for ECU baseball, and I'll just leave it at that. I intend to do that for uh, quite some time, and I intend to stay involved with baseball as much as I can, particularly ECU baseball. But um, Yeah, we, we, I always say we it. Are. Coach O, uh, you don't say a lot on the air, but everything you say matters. You know what I mean? Like, everything you add to the game is important. So I appreciate it. I hope you stay around uh, as long as you can because nobody else up there will talk uh, Washington Commanders football with me. Absolutely. Just me and you. (laughs) We're we're the last of a dying breed here. And uh, we're just waiting for Dan to sell the team, right? That's that's where we are now. (laughs) Coach O, thank you so much for joining us. We'll catch up with you later on this season. Clip, thanks so much. All right. The uh, doctor, Gary Overton, joining us. Coach O here on... Pirate Radio Live on a Monday when we return back to the Delcor Players Lounge. We'll talk to Carter Spivey. He will join us inside the Pirate Radio studio. Since we last talked to Carter, he has closed out a game and started a game. We'll talk about his experience in Chapel Hill and the game on Saturday against Long Beach State. That and more on the way on Pirate Radio Live after this.
You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Greenville Utilities Neighbor to Neighbor Program provides help for those who need temporary assistance with their utility costs, and you can make a difference. Your tax-deductible donation can be added to your GUC bill each month, or you can make a one-time donation, and GUC will match all donations up to $20,000 each year. Consider helping a neighbor with GUC's Neighbor to Neighbor Program. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, back with you here on Pirate Radio Live on a Players' Lounge Monday presented by Delcourt. And joining us now, East Carolina pitcher Carter Spivey in the Pirate Radio Studios. Carter, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. Enjoying this nice weather. Absolutely. And we were talking uh, before the break, Chandler's a big golfer. I said that if uh, I was a golfer, I'd say it's great golf weather. How about you? Are you a golfer? I am not a golfer. I have never really gotten into it. I've been to Top Golf one or two times, and mini golf, I'll, I'll play that all day long, but actual golf, not so much. A lot of pitchers are golfers. Maybe I'm stereotyping, but it seems like golfing is something pitchers do. It is, it is quite. That's, yeah. that's, that's true. Maybe you'll get to it later in life. Maybe. you still maybe. got a long life. Maybe it'll grow it. on me. <laughs> uh, Carter, I don't want to typecast you. Uh, closer, starter, whatever. Uh, you're, you're a pitcher. I'll just put it that way. Since we've last spoke to you, you've closed the game. And started a game. So let's go back to uh, to Chapel Hill. You were unable to start uh, that Friday. Didn't play Saturday. Uh, but tell us about you know what you were going through health wise and how you were able to pitch on Sunday. Sure. So uh, just kind of that whole week, just dealt with a little bit of arm soreness and just trying to be careful because this is a long season. There's yeah. no need to to push it um, this early. And um, Sunday they had told me if if I felt good that you throw an inning at the the back end of the game if they needed it and. I felt good warming up, and they said, all right, whenever we need you, be ready to go, and worked out in the ninth inning. You, you've had, you know, relief experience before, but coming in, two on, nobody out, stress situation in the ninth. Boy, that first out was huge, catching that bunt. But what, what's yeah. going through your your head and, uh, and, and the guts when you uh, come in and face that high-stress situation? Yeah, so it actually, believe it or not, wasn't that stressful. It was like, I, like you said, I been in that situation many times before it just kind of felt like another day in the office but um really the, the mindset there is since it's first and second i can't really be too fine with how i'm pitching i got to be aggressive because if i try to pitch too fine um i can get behind hitters give them pitches to hit and they could do some damage so if i'm aggressive um attack the strike zone throw a lot of strikes and hopefully they'll get themselves out yeah is that a fine line between I want to get ahead in the count, but I don't want to serve one up. How do you kind of dance around that? Uh, you can't really have that 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 fear in the back of your mind. You mm-hmm. kind of just got to go for it because if you're if you're scared of getting hit, then more times than not you're going to get hit or you're going to walk people. So you just got to be aggressive in the strike zone and in that situation. That's what I did. You get that uh, that final out. Amac makes a nice play mm-hmm. over to Moylan for the win and. Uh, What's that celebration like after a two-game mini sweep of North Carolina? Yeah, it was a, it was an exciting two games. We had to come from behind both games and played in front of a great crowd at home and on the road too. It was sold out at both places and two really good teams going at it. It was just a really really fun weekend, great atmosphere and it's just it's just a really fun moment, you know, just beating an in-state rival like that. If you have a question, comment for Carter or for Josh Gross, you can get it in on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. And we will read it on the air. Um, and this one I mentioned to Garrett because he was in the bullpen with you, I think, in Chapel mm-hmm. Hill late yep. in the game. 
Uh, Hannah said, not really a question, but a compliment. I was standing at the bullpen uh, at UNC for the last three outs, heard that obnoxious fan heckling our guys. Kudos to the pitchers, catchers for paying that guy no mind. My seven-year-old was ready to karate chop him. Uh, do you remember that heckler? I actually do. I do remember it. Because um, when I went down there before I started like warming up to throw, he was he was being pretty obnoxious. But once I started warming up to throw, I just kind of blocked it out. Yeah, I asked Garrett this. So like Hoover says, <clears throat> if it's kind of funny, if it's nice ribbing, he'll go back and forth with a guy. You can't really do that though as a pitcher, right? You kind of or, or do you? I mean, do you ever talk back to anybody? Uh, no, be, especially as a bullpen like in the dugout like i'll kind of be like loose or whatever especially as like a reliever because i don't want to be stressing myself out or getting mentally you know fatigued before i go in so i'm loose in the dugout but then once i go down to the bullpen start getting warmed up that's kind of when i flip the switch it's like okay now it's time to to lock in and get get ready to work carter spivey uh joining us closed out the tar heels started against long beach state uh four and a third uh seven hits two earned runs two strikeouts no walks that's a good number 60 pitches thrown so carter what was good what was bad what do you want to improve on from saturday um i was actually pretty pleased with how it went i know i gave up you know seven hits but really only two of them left the infield it was a lot of a lot of small ball and they um you know they executed their game plan really well they're a very scrappy team and you know, I, I feel like I did my job for the most part. I uh, threw a lot of strikes, executed a lot of pitches. Um, it was just just one of those days where they were getting getting some some I guess infield singles, some lucky hits, and that's just the way baseball goes sometimes. Coach O called it West Coast baseball. He said yep. it was typical West Coast baseball. I didn't know what he meant by that. He said just being aggressive, bat on the ball. They were swinging early in counts. They quite were. A bit. Yeah, I don't. I could probably recall you know a handful of times where they let me get to two strikes. They were determined to put the ball in play before i got two strikes on him and you know obviously it worked out pretty well for him and it felt like because now i just assume you guys are going to score like seven runs in the eighth inning every game because <laughs> that's kind of what you do uh your job you know your job's to win the game your job's also to keep your team in the game you and the bullpen certainly did that on saturday absolutely we uh we pitched through a good amount of traffic the entire game you know like i said they were their their game plan was to be aggressive and to just try to make our defense make plays and they did a really good job of sticking with their approach and they put a lot of pressure on the pitching staff and the the defense but i felt like the pitching staff as a whole like we bent but we didn't break you know what i mean we pitched through traffic all game and only gave up three runs which is which is really good um and then offensively you know it just wasn't our day and that's okay it happens sometimes we uh we had some good at bats but they were just a little bit better that day uh the offense showed up friday and sunday uh putting runs on the board uh saturday uncharacteristically three errors for east carolina man it's something austin knight coach godwin you guys got to be happy about just one walk as a team that was zach root yep. uh, in his three innings one walk on saturday that's a great number that's a that's a really good number especially after uh the tuesday game at duke i think we, yeah. we walk like 10 guys or something like that but and that was kind of the message going into the weekend is you know let's limit the walks and make teams you know beat them or beat ourselves like hitting the ball moving the baseball around and I mean, this weekend you can kind of see it was a lot, lot different. And let I me mean, look at the box scores. We give up four runs Friday, three on Saturday, and two last or yesterday. So pretty good weekend of pitching. That's, that's winning baseball. That's great pitching from the Pirates. Uh, Carter, the goal is to 
not have walks when you go out there every game but that's not always the case when you are walking guys when the staff is walking guys what is that what is what's going wrong for you sometimes it's just one of those days um you know this could i don't know could be tight umpire zone i mean you don't like to make excuses but they definitely play a part and then sometimes you know maybe guys you're not as locked in that day or you don't have the best feel for your stuff that day and it happens um the main thing is is just trying to address it afterwards not make excuses for it learn learn from it and get better next time do you know the guy yeah i mean i feel like in the press box i see the same names umping a lot of games here in greenville do you know who's back there and what he calls what he doesn't call i actually do not i feel like i should know that but i don't i think i mean our coaching staff i think knows them pretty well but like i said i don't i don't really worry myself about it too much because i feel like you got enough to worry about that's that's right but i feel like (laughs) if i'm if i'm focusing on what i need to focus on it doesn't really matter who's calling balls and strikes you got a question for carter you can uh chime in as adam did he said carter do you think the players from other teams are a little jealous of the environment here at ecu and the fan base (laughs) interesting question um I feel like they kind of enjoy it, you know, because it might not be the same way for for everybody. We have a really passionate fan base, and I think when teams come to play us, they they know that we have that passionate fan base, and I think it it kind of pumps them up a little bit that they know they're gonna be playing in front of a great crowd and makes them play at their best, which we love. What's awesome for those regionals here? The main team everybody's rooting for is East Carolina. The next team everybody's rooting for is the four seed, and it's been. <laughs> uh quinnipiac it's been uh was it norfolk state uh, or norfolk state they yeah, came in and then coppin state coppin state yeah, yeah that's who i was thinking of. um and the fan base just gets behind those guys gets to know the players and it is really cool and i think you answered that question great the players enjoy playing in on the big stage in front of knowledgeable um passionate fans. passionate fans yeah. and, and we see that every regional here for absolutely sure. absolutely it's it's a fun environment i don't think anything's ever going to top regionals or super regionals here anywhere right. well let's uh let's do it again this year absolutely let's okay cool <laughs> um let's see jansen says carter what is your favorite non-baseball sports movie a lot of qualifiers there favorite sports movie that's not a baseball movie favorite sports movie that's not a baseball movie trying to think of mine i don't know i like a lot of baseball movies that's that's tough um i get i mean i think i got one i guess maybe the blind side I don't okay know. that's that's a tough one i was gonna go remember the titans Ooh, that, yeah that's a good one it's a good one too that's the first one that popped in my brain but major league is my favorite sports movie baseball movie maybe i'll have you seen it it's I, old i have i'm a big field of dreams guy okay i feel like that's like a kind of a nostalgic type movie <laughs> i like it big very, fan very good very good uh let's get to some other questions um what is your favorite sport uh two-part question first what is your favorite sport to watch other than baseball again that's another good question uh probably college basketball or college football okay what's your favorite sport to play other than baseball basketball all right um favorite menu item at chico's uh you know i actually don't really go to chico's all that much i go to uh me cab over there by the uh right by the Publix, and then plaza azteca but i usually get like tacos or something like that from all mexican places i'm pretty basic need to hit up chico's (laughs) um and this was a good question and you uh, specifically were named in this it says what's your favorite way to get an out he said, I like seeing guys roll over and pop up against Spivey. 
So obviously strikeout is going to be number one. But yeah, like, that's the most satisfying. Let's take strikeout out of the equation. What's your favorite way to get an out? Yeah, I guess a rollover ground ball would be good because um, I feel like uh, other than striking out, that's probably the worst way a hitter can get out. Um, so I'll probably say a rollover ground ball. There you go. I feel like we've addressed turf versus uh, grass field. Yeah, we have. I was talking about the, that. the natural grass field. Yep. Go back to that two weeks ago. And uh, how about cheap Mexican food, fake Mexican food? What's your uh, Taco Bell order? Do you have one? Yeah, I think I just get three or four just uh, beef tacos. All right. Just really simple. Simple guy. Beef it up. Simple man. That's right. That's what the song says, right? That's right. That's right. All right. Um, uh, if you have any other questions, you can get them in for Carter Spivey. So coming up this week, uh, you were looking forward to a little road trip here with the guys? Absolutely. A little spring break road trip. Garrett told us about uh, Pirate Idol. Yes. So that is a, a yearly installment. Um, every every new guy that comes into our program, freshman or transfer, has to uh, get up on the bus in front of everybody, put on noise-canceling headphones, listen to a song, and then sing it to all of us and put on a little show. And, uh, you know, we vote throughout the, the entirety of the thing on who wins it and who loses, and whoever loses gets a nice little surprise punishment. <laughs> Ooh, interesting. Uh, I don't suppose you'll tell me what the punishment is, will you? Uh, it's undecided. Oh, okay. Undecided. To be determined. So just a little, little fun thing. What uh, what song did you have to sing? Or you get to choose your song, right? We do. So we what do song did choose. you sing? Oh, that was like five years ago. Um, Come on, Garrett remembered his Taylor Swift song, so you got to remember I th- yours. I think I did Heartland by George Strait. Okay, and it was a little inside joke back in the day. All right, but um, but yeah. Did you farewell? Like I did. I actually well, see, I was in the the final two for the worst. I uh, <laughs> I was paired up with Connor Norby, and I actually I, I did barely edge Norby out. So. Neither one of you guys seem like very <laughs> emphatic singers. But no, we, especially our, Norby. Our performances were nothing to write home about. That's yeah. for sure. <laughs> uh, Adam's asking, who is your favorite pro baseball team? Pro baseball team, Yankees. Yankees. Yeah. How'd you become a Yankees fan? I uh, grew up watching. Jeter and Mariano Rivera, oh, yeah. and so I enjoyed watching, fell in love with baseball. And you, you're still, so you're Yankees through and through now, That's right. till the end. Yep. All right. Maybe they'll win again one day. Hope so. <laughs> All right. Uh, how about the opponents coming up this week? Queens College as well as Elon. Uh, you guys need to win a midweek game, Carter. Starting tomorrow, zero and two in the midweek. Is that just coincidence? One of those things, like. Honestly, I, I really couldn't tell you. It's, I mean, we played two good teams. Yeah. Duke and Duke and Campbell are, are really good opponents, and um, and Coach G says that, like every every team we play is going to throw their best at us. Everybody wants to beat us because we have a target on our back, and it's going to be no different this week. We're going to get both those teams' best shots, um, and it'll be a good good games. And as long as we focus on what we can control, you know, throwing strikes on the mound, tough up bats at the plate, making the plays in the field, I think we'll be all right. And that is. I don't want to say like stressful or exhausting, but you guys really have to do be up, have to be up every single game because that other team, you got a giant target on you. That's right. That's just that's the way right. it is. Yep. That's how. I mean, that comes with the territory. You want to you want to be the best. And everyone's going to want to beat you. There you go. Uh, Jansen says, Carter, what major league ballparks have you visited? Ooh. Okay. Um, so the first major league game I ever went to was uh, I went to Camden Yards. 
Uh, been to Nats Park, uh, Fenway. Went to Yankee Stadium for the 2009 World Series. That oh, was, wow. That was fun, yeah. Awesome. Um, been to Dodger Stadium. Uh, I think Did y'all I, do that with the baseball team? Uh-uh. Uh, we went just a family trip out to That might have been LA. before you got Okay. Um, trying to think the other ones. I th- That's quite I a think, I think we went to Kansas City as well. See the waterfall out there? To Kauffman Stadium? Yep, I think so. Yeah, my uncle used to live out there. Um, I think we went to a Royals game back in the day when I was a little younger. But I think those are – oh, we went to the Shea Stadium. Haven't been to the new one, but to the old Shea old Stadium. Old Shea. Yep. Uh, I've only been to Camden Yards and old Fulton County Stadium in Atlanta. But uh, Oh, I went, yeah, I went to Turner Field too. Turner. Yeah. Uh, Fulton County, or excuse me, Camden Yards was really cool. It's, it, at that time, it had just opened in the early to mid-90s. Mm-hmm. But they built it almost like a throwback ballpark, sure. so it's got that classic feel to it. The warehouse, yeah, it's absolutely, cool. yeah, I like it. So, what's your favorite stadium you've been to, other than Yankee Stadium, since you're a Yankees fan? Yeah, uh, I mean Dodger Stadium is really cool, just because yeah. it's a really historic place. But I think, I mean, Camden Yards is just a beautiful ballpark, you know. So I'll probably say or Fenway. I mean Fenway. God, there's so many good ones. But that's what I love about baseball stadiums is they're all unique in their own way. Johnny has a question. Johnny, by the way, is uh, partly to blame for your loss to Duke. He had to bring up Jacob Jenkins' Coward hit streak last week, mm. and Coward went over, left the bases loaded, and it's not Jacob's fault. It's, it's certainly not my fault. It's Johnny's fault. Unwritten rules of baseball, right? Exactly. There. Um, Johnny says, "Did you get a ring for winning the Valley League Championship with the Tom Sox?" Uh, I actually did not. The team I played on didn't make it to the to the finals. Johnny, you got to get your so. Johnny's our stats guy. Usually does a good job, <laughs> but not this time. Um, how about uh, I want to ask you about your recruitment to uh, to East Carolina? Right, so when you're uh, coming up high school, um, travel showcase ball they call it. I, I still mm-hmm. say travel ball. Yeah. Like I'm an old man. Uh, showcase ball. So what? Who was recruiting you? Who were your options? And why'd you choose ECU? So I was kind of a late bloomer in that respect because I didn't start like physically maturing until junior year of high school. So I was a little behind people. Um, But the first team to contact me was VMI, my junior year of high school. And then the summer going into my senior year is when I started throwing harder and started getting some attention. Um, Talked to Coach Roselle from ECU. University of Pennsylvania. Uh, Remind me again where you're from? Northern Virginia. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think of all the ones. Pittsburgh. Um, I don't know why I'm blanking on this. But anyways, yeah. But um, it, was, it was a handful of really good schools and um, just kind of fell in love with the the environment here and the fans and the, the coaching staff. And it just seemed like, like home when I came and visited just – felt like the right place to be and where i wanted to spend the next i guess five years of my life <laughs> so at that time um i guess maybe you've heard of east carolina seen them play a football game or something maybe knew about the baseball pro like what did you know about ecu at that time i i knew about the baseball program but not i, didn't, I really didn't know all that much to be honest with you um so i guess i was also kind of because like my dream school growing up was uva my uncle went there it's pretty close to my house so that's that was my dream school and um 
just when I came on a visit here, just kind of like the vibe of the, of the town and obviously the coaching staff, but it was more so just the fans, you know, the environment playing baseball. It's like this, they actually like, they care about the team. They care about, you know, the sport, care about really everything, every sport, not just baseball. It's a really passionate uh, fan base and just really, really fun to play in front of. We talked about Moylan, and Moylan is a Maryland guy, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Talked about his bomb against Virginia last year in the regional. What was it like playing that school that you once wanted to attend and to beat them in such a great atmosphere last year? Yeah, that's that was probably one of the most fun games I've ever played in, just for that reason. Um, it was. I mean, I don't think I've played in a more loud environment than that, too, that that ninth inning, I think I told you, I got goosebumps when I went out there, right. uh, and I struck out the first guy, and the whole state it was loud and i got goosebumps it was crazy it was so fun that's uh that's pretty cool you were able to uh to be a part of that uh interesting question here from luke at what age should a man stop wearing a backwards cap if he is not an active baseball pitcher (laughs) i say i mean do whatever you want i don't don't really care (laughs) (laughs) and whatever makes you happy that's right that's right a little i guess Kind of like a Cali vibe. I guess they kind of wear their hats backward out there a lot, but I don't know. Whatever floats your boat. All right. Uh, and you are exempt to this because you are an active baseball pitcher, <laughs> so you're able to wear your cap backwards. Uh, great question, Luke. If anyone else wants to get one in, you can do so on uh, Twitter, YouTube, or Facebook. Let's see if I had any other Twitter. I think I got through all of them today. We didn't have a lot of questions for you guys. Uh, how you feeling, Carter, coming off uh, – a winning weekend and like you said you uh for the most part did your job on saturday so you feeling pretty confident heading into uh, another week absolutely absolutely and that's another important thing just keeping it in perspective it's not so much about like the wins and the losses and the stats i know a lot of a lot of guys can get caught up in that but it's more so like the process and how you go about stuff so if you're out there executing a lot of pitches you're getting weak contact I mean, that's doing your job. Give your team a chance to win. can't really get caught up in the, really the other stuff because once you get caught up in that, then you're really going to live or die with the results of things, and it's not, not the best way to do it. And, Carter, Justin Wilcoxon was given individual honors for what he did at the plate the first weekend of the season, but we pretty much need to give him recognition every week because <laughs> he continues to go out there and catch and mm-hmm. play every game. And uh, – he is uh, taking some wear and tear right now, but I know a, a pitcher's best friend is a catcher. And, and how about uh, Wilcoxon back there? I don't know how he does it, to be honest <laughs> with you. He, I mean, catching nine innings every single day and hitting. Um, and that's a man. I mean, he plays at a really high level, too. Uh, really good defensive catcher, really good hitter, um, just a really good guy, all, like all the way around. And it's it makes my life a lot easier knowing I got him back there because I know he's going to pick me up whenever I bounce a pitch or whatever he's yeah. gonna be back there to make sure it doesn't get by him doing a great job uh carter spivey joining us adam said what sold carter to ecu was when ecu walked off virginia a few years back <laughs> travis watkins uh yeah great memory there I actually fun fact i actually was watching that game on tv so rooting I, for who i actually was just a fan just, <laughs> just a fan just why it was just on tv and yeah that whole that whole regional really i was like huh who's this who's this scrappy little three seed that's that's uh, winning this thing and that was kind of out of nowhere too ecu's bats have been pretty quiet uh-huh. uh got a man or two on and then watkins blast yeah and it's really cool they were that sent virginia home i believe or either they went because ecu didn't play virginia again after that i think no, virginia they, lost their next game yeah i don't i think did they play 
Bryant in the championship regional championship? I East, you Bryant. played Bryant that first game, and they played the four seed. Out. Oh, it might have been William. It was William and Mary. William, William and Mary sounds That's right. Another, I mean, my mom went to William and Mary, so that was her okay. school. So that might have been part of the reason we were following along. So that. we beat all of Carter's family schools, <laughs> and he was like, "All right, I got to join ECU now." That's the way it goes. That's right. Uh, Carter, thanks for joining us, man. Good luck this week. Thank you. All right, and uh, let me know how Pirate Idol goes. Can't wait to hear the results. Oh yeah, we'll can't talk wait. To you can't next wait to see time. it. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back when we return. Double B, Brian Bailey will join us. We'll talk more Pirate Baseball. We'll talk hoops. Uh, get you ready for championship week. Fired up. Got some championship games tonight. We'll let you know what's going on in the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard. That and more on the way when we return after this. listening to hour two of pirate radio live do you need custom t-shirts apparel or promotional items for your business organization or event keep it local print it local with university sportswear contact them today at university sportswear enc.com now back to the show welcome back do you have real estate questions about buying or selling residential or commercial properties are you curious about this current real estate market or do you need a property manager for rental houses ECU alum Scott Harris with REMAX and SD Harris Properties can help answer every question you have and show you a stress-free real estate experience that will be memorable and enjoyable. If you have real estate questions, Scott has answers. Call Scott Harris today at 347-1857. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Johnny Stat said, uh, sorry, I was thinking of the other Carter. Carter Cunningham's team won the Valley League. Man, Johnny, you had been, and you know what's happened here? You brought up Jacob Jenkins' coward hit streak. You had a hit streak of your own going for a long time, and now you are struggling a little bit. So, Johnny, I believe in you because you had a, a amazing run of awesome stats and adding to the show. You're on a cold spell here, but Johnny, I, I know you're going to bounce back. I believe in you, and uh, hopefully, you believe in yourself. All right, let's head out to the Pirate Radio Live Line. Joining us, Double B, Brian Bailey. Welcome back to the mainland, Brian. How you doing? Brian, you there? Oh, yeah. He is now. Brian? I'm here now. Hey, Brian. What's up? Where you been? Uh, I've been all over. (laughs) I've been everywhere, man. Did y'all go to, uh, did you see a concert? I did. How about that? Who'd you see? Blake Shelton. Blake Shelton. That was a uh, a Bella choice. That was Bella. That's all she for whatever reason. That's all she asked for for Christmas was I want to go see Blake Shelton in concert, and we couldn't go in North Carolina because we were gone when he was in Greensboro. So we hijacked it down to Orlando and took her there. And by golly, Santa Bailey said, "You know what, Bella? You you got it. We're going to see Blake Shelton." <laughs> Bailey, uh awesome, awesome time of the year. And we've been talking baseball for an hour and a half here on the show. We'll continue that coming up with Josh Gross later on. But I am excited not only about the pirate baseball going on and major league baseball season approaching, but the madness, uh the basketball. I love college basketball. Yesterday I watched UNC Asheville come back and spoil campbell's chances of going to the ncaa tournament asheville goes kennesaw state 
goes for the first time uh, ever in school history. I talked about that briefly uh, when I was lining up Blake Harrell uh, on your show earlier today. Talked to Coach Harrell about that since he spent some time there. Said they had one win uh, like three or four years ago, and now they're in the NCAA tournament. So you hear stories like that. The uh, It's a magical time of the year, BB. It's a lot of fun. It really is, and, and it's just, you know, especially for the conferences that are playing for one bid. You know, I, I was talking to somebody today. I went to the ACC tournament 25 straight years, and I was going to go, you know, regardless. If the station wanted to send me to cover it, I was going. If they didn't want to send me, I was paying my own way because I just loved it. But after a while, you know, those, those, you know, they don't have a whole lot they're playing for. Now, now the tournaments you were talking about, they do have a lot to play for. But uh, I, th- I think that I do, I, I do enjoy the ACC tournament, but it's just not as it's not as really as important as it used to be. Obviously, when I was growing up back in the day, it was vitally important. But uh, I do enjoy this time of year. Can't wait for March Madness. I remember my my dad talking about when uh, there were no. There were only automatic bids, right, to the NCAA tournament, no at-largest, so you had to win to get in. Right. Um, and then, you know, I grew up with the the three-day ACC tournament. And, you know, why are we talking ACC, not ECU? Well, ECU, yeah, for a while played at a drivable tournament, uh, I guess in Richmond. But um, since then, uh, it's been impossible to get to a tournament game. I thought about this, though, Bailey. Do you think with Charlotte joining the league, there's ever a shot that maybe – we could get some uh, some tournament AAC tournament basketball in Charlotte one day in the future. You know, I I don't know how long the American is hooked up with Dickey's Arena in Fort Worth. I know it was supposed to be a you know multi year deal down there. They really like that that venue. But yeah. but I agree with you. That's 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 one one of the worst parts about some of these conferences and everything because you know back in the days like you were talking about when I first started here, we could go to, to Hampton to the the tournament there. Uh, we could go to Richmond, which hosted the tournament. I mean, it was just, you know, and all the away games. You're playing William & Mary or Old Dominion or, you know, even even the George Masons of the world could get there. But uh, now, playing in Fort Worth, it's just, it's just completely different. Pirates get USF coming up on Thursday, 1230. We'll be uh, hanging out here in the Pirate Radio studios watching it, so you can watch along with us on Thursday as East Carolina – Tries to beat the Bulls for the first time this year. Bailey, a wise man once told me it's tough to beat the same team three times in a year. So, I was going to ask Coach Schwartz that tomorrow when I get a chance to meet <laughs> with him. I'm going to say, look, do you believe in the adage that it's hard for a team to beat the team three times? But, uh, yeah, that's, that's what we've always said. And, hey, if you win that 8-9 game, welcome uh, to the number one team in the country, the Houston Cougars. Yeah, it's uh... – there's your present for winning that game on thursday but you know what uh i'll take another crack at houston if that means we could win a conference tournament game because it's been a long while i looked it up yesterday bailey and uh let me get those numbers for you east carolina has not won a tournament game since pause pause uh 2017 they have lost by double digits every year since then other than 2020 when it was canceled so pirates uh need to put together a good performance they're going to do it likely without javon small and rj felton was injured in yesterday's game did return to the game but he's not going to be 100 percent. so they are the walking wounded here at this point in the year and in 17 was that the year did the pirates make it to the semifinals um i feel like that was a lot that was a longer ago when uh 
they played Memphis in the semis. That was when uh, Jeff Lebo was here, I want to say. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a long time. It's been a long time coming. Yeah, let's uh, let's go ahead and get one on Thursday and then see what happens. Houston has nothing to play for. Maybe they can roll over and play dead. I don't know. And you know, you know, one of the great ironies in, in, in pirate basketball history and pirate basketball lore, I remember it was 93 was the year that the Pirates won the co- uh, Colonial Tournament, right? And they, that was in that was in Hampton. And then they that's when they lost to North Carolina in the tournament at Winston-Salem, right? Mm-hmm. Three? Mm-hmm. Right? So – so I remember it like crazy. The next year, we're going into media day for Pirate Basketball. And the only topic of conversation was, we're going back. Mm-hmm. We're going to be back in the we're going to be back in the NCAA tournament and this time we're going to make some noise. That was the only thing anybody players, coaches, everybody talked about. How long has it been? Well, uh, yeah, and I'm looking at it right now, Brian. They did have a winning record that year. They were 500 in the CAA. And it, they had uh, Lester Lyons, Anton Gill back, um, Kareem Richardson. So they had some guys uh, returning on that team and, and did have a winning record, but obviously uh, didn't go back to the tournament and have not gone back since. Been a long dry spell. And by the way, that year they went, I looked this up the other day, Brian, that team was 13-17, and 4-10 and 10 in league play and went to the tournament. They were, I think they were the seventh seed out of eight. Yeah. And I think they opened, if I remember correctly, they opened with Old Dominion, the two seed, and beat them. Then they beat Wilmington in the semifinals, like 55-54 or something like that. And then they beat Lefty Giselle and James Madison for the championship. What a run. And uh, we are waiting to get back one of these days. Uh, talking to Brian Bailey, I'll tell you, he's got a shot of – getting to the tournament that's kim mcneil's team as they are the three seed in the aac women's tournament pirates will play their first game tuesday night late night uh awaiting on the winner of tulane cincinnati kim mcneil coach of the year amaya join a uh, freshman of the year bailey and said this the other day it doesn't feel fluky like it feels like maybe there is something here and they might not make the tournament this year but having a shot at it having a shot at postseason basketball I feel like that's something that maybe could become become the norm with uh, with Kim McNeil here. We'll see. And, and you know, it's funny because you know I'm not a huge women's basketball fan, but the way the Pirates played this year and the defense that they played with, it was all it was fun to watch. It was fun to go watch. And I guess maybe I was a little partial because we worked with uh, some of the ladies before the season on some media interviews and that kind of thing, and they were really. Really nice, really friendly, really, really took to what we were saying. Brian Mito and myself went over there and talked to them, and so, so I, I kind of like well, these, these girls are, you know, they're, they're they're pretty cool girls. Let's see if they can play some basketball, and they certainly did all year. And I just think it was a great story when, when the coaches pick you dead last. It wasn't the media; <laughs> it was the coaches that picked them dead. Last. I told, ask him and I said, when you went through and shook hands sometimes after a win, did you say, "Hey, appreciate that vote of confidence. <laughs> <laughs> appreciate that help there, bud." <laughs> But I think they've been a great story this year. It's a great story. Yeah, looking forward to see if they can continue that coming up on Tuesday night. Brian Bailey joining us. Bailey, uh, while we're talking hoops, you talked to Larry Williford earlier today. The machine that is Farmville Central basketball continuing to roll, and uh, they're looking for a state title. Yeah, I tell you, we talked about it with uh, with Coach Williford, but you know, a home basketball game in Farmville at Farmville Central High School is, is an event. It's a happening. 
And, I mean, everybody goes, everybody – you know, he, he talked about the fact that the regionals, you know, that were held at Garner and Garner – and, you know, fans from Farmville were in line for four hours trying to get tickets to make sure they could get in the place. Uh, and, he, and he talked about it. He's, he's hoping to have some meetings with some folks. And, you know, the regionals back in the day, and, again, I feel like an old man talking about back in the day so much, but when the Greenville hosted the regionals, it was an event for Greenville, for Eastern North Carolina, and those regional semifinal nights, you know, because we always had teams from our area in the, in the regional semifinals. Most time we had a regional, you know, final uh, that featured at least one of our teams, and sometimes two. But yeah, you know, with, with the Kinston teams of Jerry Stackhouse back in the day, and, and some of those other, you know, just just outstanding basketball teams, and just that whole week of, of basketball doubleheaders, and then championship Saturday, it was just really a neat. And anybody that wanted to go to the game could make it because you know, it just seats so many people. You can't get that many people in Garner High School or any high school gym in the state of North Carolina. Yeah, and I didn't go to many, but I remember one in particular I went to. Uh, Shavlik Randolph was the blue chipper. Uh, went to Duke, played for Broughton, and that was uh, kind of a big deal at the time. Uh, a couple years ago, saw Terquavion Smith and Farmville play. My uh, yeah. my stepson, we still talk about when he saw uh, Jaden Gardner play uh, there in Menjis uh, in a regional. So uh, just a lot of great uh, players, uh, stars of tomorrow, roll through, and uh, hopefully we can see it back here. That was the first time I saw Jaden Gardner uh, as a high school player. Was was when he was introduced, and I was I was actually shooting that game, and he you know came out toward the camera, and I thought, man, we're going to see a lot of him, and I've seen a lot of Jaden after he transferred to Virginia as a Virginia fan, and I I said when he left, I just didn't think he'd play enough defense to play for Tony Bennett, but man, he has had quite the career, and he's really they're going to miss him next year when he's when he's finally gone, but he's had a great great career with Virginia, and he had a great career with East Carolina, Virginia and Miami, the co-champions of the regular season of the ACC, and they're the favorites to win the tournament coming up this weekend. And uh, beyond that, Bailey, we'll see uh, how far the ACC can make it in this year's tournament. Only three teams ranked, and the three seed Clemson, I think, right now might be on the outside of the bubble. So. You got North Carolina, who's right there on it, probably on the outside. Uh, but you're going to have Miami, Virginia, Duke. I guess Pittsburgh's done enough, NC State. And then we'll see uh, about those other teams as far as making the tournament this year. Yeah, I don't know how, how, how you know, what kind of run any of those teams will have. Yeah. Virginia, for a while, was, was setting in the three line. And I think when they, 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 had, they slumped late in the season and they kind of bounced back with a win over Clemson and. And looked a little bit better, but uh, depending, I don't think even if they win the turn, if they win the tournament, they might move to a three. But I think they're stuck in a four slot. But uh, yeah, when you you know, you're a four, five, six, seven, eight seed, you know, you got well, Carolina did a lot in the eight seed last year, I guess. But you got a long way to go. We'll break down the brackets coming up next Monday with Brian Bailey. Looking forward to that. Bailey, East Carolina baseball finishing the weekend 2-1. and one. We've talked to Garrett Saylor, Carter Spivey about it. We'll talk to Josh Gross. Great outing for Gross yesterday. Didn't give up a hit in five innings to Georgetown. Pirates needed to bounce back after the loss Saturday, and they were able to do that. A big eighth inning, and uh, good to see Moreland with a grand slam. But but that's what uh, you know. Cliff was saying, that the, the pitchers – the pitcher for Georgetown, he was throwing 95 to start the game. So, I mean, you see somebody like that who's got some control and he can, you know, give you some problems. But, yeah, it was good to see the Pirates. I think they were, what, 45 and 15 now all time in the Keith LeClaire class. Wow. And that means a lot to uh, to Cliff, I'm sure. I'm sure Cliff 
would have wanted to have won that second game against Long Beach State. But that was one of those games where they had plenty of chances. They just couldn't get, you know, the big given they needed. Yeah, and uh, Long Beach State, pretty good ball team uh, that rolled in here. That's a great I, – I didn't know that number, Bailey. What would you say, 45 and 15? If, I, if my memory serves me correctly, I believe that's the number that I read, 45 and 15. Okay. All right. Uh, Brian Bailey joining us here on Pirate Radio Live. You can check out the Brian Bailey Show at 6 o'clock if you missed it. Hey, you want to get your football fix? Blake Harrell, great interview earlier today, talking a little Pirate defense, BB. Yeah, that was fun. And Blake's such a great guy. And since day one, I remember the day that he was introduced, you know, Mike Houston introduced him to the media. And, you know, we did a little one-on-one session with him. And he was, from that moment on, he was always, you know, and has always been so accommodating. And anything you need, I'd be glad to do it. I think he enjoys, you know, talking about his kids, talking about his defense. And uh, it was really interesting because I think so much, you know, we think about as fans, you know, we always think about the quarterback position and offense. But uh, hearing him talk about his defensive backs and some of the changes there, some of the transfers, you know, the kids from North Carolina that have come, come home to East Carolina. I mean, I think it's going to be an interesting spring for the defense and for the offense. BB, uh, appreciate you joining us today. Have a great rest of your week. We'll uh, check in with you next Monday. For folks that missed it, check out the Brian Bailey Show tonight at 6 o'clock. We'll talk to you again soon, Bailey. Sounds good. Take care, man. All right. Brian Bailey joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Um, We have an issue that we need to address. Uh, Right now, we have 20 more viewers than we have likes on YouTube. And quite frankly, that's... uh, it's disgusting. It's a, to use a word I, I don't really like using because I take the word very literal and I don't understand it. It's unacceptable. I'm not going to accept this. So for those of you that have not hit that thumb on YouTube, A, what are you thinking? B, what are you doing with your life? C, are you too dumb to do it? D, is your mouse out of reach? Am I being too hard on you? E, just go ahead and do it now. F, is it something we did? G, is it something we said? H, is it the guest that we have on the show? I, <laughs> is it that you don't like us? J, is it that you like maybe one or two of us and not the third person? K, do you, are you opposed to liking things in general? L, are you just a sad, miserable human being? M, do you have better things going on right now? N, do you hate life? O, do you not like Coach O? P, Are you a loser? Is that what you were saying, Shirley? Yeah, that and I choose L. Q. Here's a question. What are you doing? R. Are you going to hit like? (laughs) S. Shame it would be if you did not hit like. T. I'm drinking tea. Do you not like my tea? U. You better hit the like button. V. Very, very disappointed. Very, very disappointed in all of you. Have you seen the FGA? W. 
what where why why have you not hit the thumb what is the reason where are you where are you not liking us <laughs> i think uh, i think we just got a dislike i think the number just went down oh man <laughs> wx hit the lie hit the thumb this is unacceptable why why will you not do it z this is it we're at the end of the alphabet i've said all i could i've done all i could hit the thumb now choose one of the le- now choose one of the answers <laughs> now let us know why multiple you have not choice. hit the like <laughs> what if test had like multiple choice where it was the whole alphabet 26 uh options yeah is that how many letters are in the alphabet 26 you oh. are correct yes i graduated second grade first grade maybe kindergarten Let's take a break. We'll come back and we'll set up a, a big night of basketball. Really, just a, a big week. This is more of an appetizer. There's no games on during the uh, day today. I think tomorrow we start the wall-to-wall. So uh, tonight we will get our feet wet. Tomorrow we will dive right in. A lot of championship action. A lot going on. We'll talk about it when we return after this. listening to hour two of pirate radio live do you need custom t-shirts apparel or promotional items for your business organization or event keep it local print it local with university sportswear contact them today at university sportswear enc.com now back to the show welcome back be sure to check out david price construction for all of your commercial or custom residential renovation and building needs Run by ECU alumni, David Price Construction specializes in commercial projects, maintenance on facilities, and large-scale residential renovations and additions. David Price Construction, the proud ECU home services partner. Call them today at 919-291-5532 or visit them online at davidpriceconstruction.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Clip Rock, Chandler Honeycutt, and Shirley Rhodes on a Players' Lounge Monday. Enjoyed our chat so far with Garrett Saylor and with Carter Spivey. Josh Groves warming up. He will join us coming up in just a few minutes. Uh, the likes are up on YouTube. Appreciate that. But then again, should I reward you for doing what you should do to start with? It's like, do I have to talk to you like a dog that peed on no. the carpet in order for you to like <laughs> That's the thing, us on YouTube? That's the thing that hurts me the most is that they're making us talk to them this way. And, I know. We, don't, and we don't want to we be jerks about it. We shouldn't have to no. tell you to like and we subscribe. We want to be polite. We want to be... You. Sh- it should be a a, a non-spoken thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. An unwritten rule. An unspoken prayer requ- request. And that is for you to like this YouTube. But when you don't, we have to get on you. You know, it, it hurts me more than it hurts you. That old phrase? Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah, it, it does hurt me. Like, sitting there and listening to you basically dog cuss these people. Yeah. Hurts me. <laughs> I, I, it's like, stop, stop, please. I, I want to stop. Give them mercy. But they deserve it. <laughs> they do. They deserve every bit of it. But see the results? If you peer pressure, if you dog cuss, they like. 
maybe they maybe they like it's like uh bill burr's philly rant if you haven't seen it look it up he just starts trashing the entire city of philadelphia and the audience and they start cheering him yeah. it's one of those things but it's weird there's still three people out there that are watching and you know what this. those three people hey the, the tommy toverville hey tommy is tommy T- toverville tommy. available to tell those tommy, people what to tell do? them what to do go to hell get a job go to hell get a job go to hell get a job and smash the like button go to hell smash the like on your highway to hell make sure you hit the like on your way out I'm on that go to hell. thank you tommy tuberville all right that was a good segment <laughs> josh gross coming up next don't make me tell josh gross to tell you to go to hell yeah because i'll do it look, he's go to hell <laughs> Josh, you don't know what you're walking into right now. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. Josh Gross, winner from Sunday's game against the uh, Georgetown Hoyas, will join us. We'll talk Pirate Baseball when we return. Hour three of Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Carolina Caliber has the area's largest selection for outdoor shooting sports and accessories and is one of the top firearm dealers anywhere. At Carolina Caliber, they have everything you need for hunting home defense and personal protection including a wide variety for ladies and youth they will buy sell and trade carolina caliber locally owned and operated since 1960 on fire tower road in winterville now let's head back in to prl here's clip all righty back with you here pirate radio live players lounge monday clip rock shirley Rhodes, chandler honeycutt and joining us pirates righty josh gross inside the pirate radio studios josh welcome back how you doing man i'm doing good how are you doing doing great uh the georgetown hoyas this year have scored 18 runs against navy 11 against unc wilmington 13 against iona and they could muster one hit against you yesterday it's pretty cool right I guess that's a cool say, yeah. <laughs> uh, Josh, five innings, no hits allowed on Sunday. What was working for you yesterday? Um, just fastball slider for me yesterday. I didn't um, need to even throw uh, my you know curveball or change up the whole outing. So, uh, yeah, I guess I was just a, just a two-pitch guy yesterday, but it worked out. And um, that's that's pretty much all I threw the, the entire game. So those two were working. Why? Why? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right, I guess is right. that why you just stuck with the. the yeah, two I mean, I mean, that's always been uh, my like my bread and butter. Um, and you know, I've done a lot of uh, development in the off season and over the summer on on those other two, and uh, I'm very confident in them. But there was just not a time to or need to throw them yesterday because. Um, you know, like like you said, they they weren't hitting it to begin with. So until they can prove that they can hit it, then you can mix in the other two. But uh, yeah, I guess it was rolling the whole game. Josh Gross joining us. Josh, what, how do you keep ba- batters off balance as far as first pitch fastball, first pitch slider? How do you know? Do you mix that up? Uh, do you know what the tendencies are for the hitter? You know, what's the science behind all of that? 
Uh, that's more of a question for Coach Knight. I don't know. I, I I trust him, and he studies that stuff pretty good. And yeah. and my job is just to to be able to command those pitches. So my job to keep them off balance is to show that I'm in the zone with those two. So it, it takes them off sitting on one. And um, yeah, I I leave the 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 thought process behind that to our pitching coach. 99 pitches thrown yesterday. You didn't allow a hit. Uh, were you kind of bummed out that you couldn't go another inning or four? yesterday um, yeah i i don't know if bummed out's the right word i, I definitely I, I wanted to um but it was i guess it'd be more like a selfish thing if i really wanted to but I've, obviously i want to go back out there uh for a six and and go as long as i could but um we have no problem here you know at ecu passing the ball to the bullpen and uh you know, I, I can't be mad when the guys behind me are also really good, too. Coach O, uh, we had uh, Gary Overton on earlier in the show, said he talked to you, and you said that you weren't really thinking about the no-no as it goes. But how about when you're out of the game, you're watching the bullpen come in, are you thinking about it then? Like, all right, guys, let's let's secure this no-hitter we got going. Yeah, I don't know if that if, if that's the, the whole goal. I mean, the goal right. is to win the game. But obviously, uh, people, all, people, I'm sure, recognize it in the whole unwritten rule if you don't say anything about it. Um, but I, I just try to tell myself in the dugout, like when those thoughts kind of creep up, you just kind of shut them down and focus on just getting to the next pitch. Uh, 10 strikeouts yesterday, four walks. You probably want to get that walk number down, but 10 strikeouts to four walks isn't a terrible ratio. So how'd you feel about that? Yeah, the walks, uh, the walks are a problem and I've, I've had that problem every outing I've had this, this spring so far, but that's just something else to work on. And, um, Part of that for me, I think, is just being not not having to be so fine and when I'm ahead in the count, like when or when I'm when I'm even in the count, you can you can be a little more fine and try to make a a better pitch when you're you know it's 0-2 or 0-1, but when it's 2-2 or 1-1, those are times just to execute your pitches and and I think that's when I when the walks came in is when I would get ahead of guys and then try to expand when I shouldn't have and and so that's just the point of emphasis going forward is getting those walks down because at the end you know the walks raise your pitch count pretty high so just eliminating those maybe i get to go you know six seven eight yesterday yeah uh talking to josh gross here in the pirate radio studios uh really good pitching for ecu uh throughout the weekend and we talked to carter spivey the game the pirates lost uh he pitched well the bullpen pitched well just couldn't uh muster enough runs and then yesterday and friday more than enough runs for you guys to win so just one of those things yeah you know um anytime that that our our pitching staff can give up less than five runs we feel confident that we're going to win the game and and our offense is good enough where we know that they can put up runs like you can see in those big innings whenever we want and so saturday was just one of those games where we didn't execute what we needed to but um i thought the pitching was great And and the hitters were great all weekend too just we couldn't you know when you know, what in the fifth inning or something whenever we scored those two runs on saturday we just couldn't do enough that inning to scratch more and carter said it was important coming off the way the team lost against duke midweek to have a good pitching weekend and you mm-hmm. mentioned walks uh walks was an issue in that loss to duke but to bounce back respond from that that, that was huge for you guys yeah i don't think we had we might have had one walk on friday night and then a few on Saturday, and obviously I had my four on, on yesterday. But um, yeah, I, our goal as a staff and, and our, as a team is just to not have to ride those highs and lows, just to be as consistent as you can. The way you do that is by bouncing back from a tough loss at Duke and not overthinking it and just getting back to it on Friday. You got a question for Josh? You can get it in on YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter. We'll ask uh, some of your questions here 
momentarily. Pirates coming off the winning weekend, Keith LeClaire Classic. You get to rock the uh, the sleeveless 23 jerseys, the 23 hat. How cool is that to uh, have the entire team wearing the old number of Keith LeClaire? It's awesome. I mean, I think the I think the, the fans love it too, but um, – you know, obviously, not no one that's a player here ever played under Coach LeClaire, but uh, we everyone that comes in this program knows his story, and we're 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 taught it, and it means a lot to us. And uh, I know it means a lot to Coach, and um, it's always special putting those on. And a good winning weekend uh, to honor Coach LeClaire with a two and one weekend Pirates. Uh, by the way, for those we hadn't mentioned it, for people that care about the polls, um, Baseball America, which everybody was hissing at last week, actually moved East Carolina up. After a two and two week, Pirates go from nine to twelve in uh, D one baseball. Are you aware of those numbers, Josh? Do you follow any of that stuff? I I'm aware of them, but yeah. I don't try. I try not to, not to pay too much attention. To yeah, them. not much you can do about it here in March anyway. Right, they don't mean anything <laughs> in March. It matters when it's when it's June. That's right. Uh, talking to Josh Gross today, uh, rocking I would say a pretty solid mustache. How, how you feel about the stash? Yeah, my you know I I'm not a big mustache guy. I I like my little five o'clock shadow, but my mustache is a little blonde. And it, yeah, know. you might want to. I might, dark I, I might it need to dye it or something. I dyed it last year, but it was it looked pretty bad last year too. I got like you look uh, a little more clean cut than we've seen you the last couple of appearances. Yeah, yeah. I'm not wearing a hat. Yeah. I'm not wearing a hat right now, so that's kind of a, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not sure why, but just like you're ready for the first day of school. Yeah, I am. I, I, you know, it's funny. I always like, I always dress up on the first, probably the first two days, like one on each, because you know, like you got your Monday and Tuesday right. classes, and then that's like the only time of the year that I like put on a pair of, like khaki shorts and <laughs> maybe a collared shirt. It's like sweats and gym shorts, right. other than that, pretty much. And a hoodie. I like the style. Backwards hat. <laughs> Josh Gross uh, here as the Pirates will hit the road for two games coming up this week, and then midweek against our excuse me weekend against liberty at clark Declare stadium next weekend so first i guess true road trip of the year where you guys are going to be staying away from home so mm-hmm. is that exciting to uh to get a little team bonding going this week yeah uh road trips are always fun i i like being on the road um and it'll be good for the freshmen if to finally experience you know like staying in a hotel and traveling with the team and and um so yeah i'm, I'm looking forward to it and i've uh, been hearing a lot about pirate idol Pirate Idol, yeah, I forgot about that. That's coming up. That's a big deal. What uh, what song did you sing? Do you recall? <laughs> I do recall. I sang the national anthem. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And I got a standing O. Oh, no, no, way. I'm not. I'm <laughs> okay. Uh, the national anthem, man. Was it? Uh, were people calling you Whitney Houston afterwards? Or? Yeah, there, there were some tears being shed there in the back of the bus. <laughs> That's great. All right, so uh, Pirate Idol. For those just tuning in, Garrett and Carter told us a little bit about it. So the freshmen, the newcomers on the team. Not just freshmen, the transfers too. Whoever's new, whoever has not sang, uh, will be singing on the bus to the entire team. And uh, you, you grade them. You, there is a grading scale, yes, yeah. in the process. Loser gets a punishment, according to Carter. Yes, there is a punishment. Wow. All right, so high stakes coming up. We'll get a recap on that uh, next week. When we talk to the hitters, uh, Moylan, Lane Hoover, and Jacob Jenkins Coward. Speaking of those guys, they said the plan is not to fall behind or kind of fall asleep and then score seven runs in the eighth <laughs> inning or whatever, but it certainly has gone that way. So, uh, a couple of things there, Josh. Uh, it's 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 got to be confident building for you guys, knowing that if you're down two or three runs, it doesn't matter. We're going to come back and win this game. It probably gets into the opponent's head too, like. Hey, these guys' late innings can get you, so be careful 
So uh, you guys have kind of built that reputation. I know you don't want it to be yeah. that way every game, but that's the way it's gone. It's worked for you a couple times. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely a positive for a team to come to come uh, back and win a game when they're down a lot. But um, the goal is to to play good baseball through nine, and and we made a big emphasis on that last week about you know we we didn't think that we as a team have played our best baseball yet through nine innings and, and we've kind of relied on that one big inning to get us through the hump but um yeah i mean any anytime you can have a come from behind win it's a it's just a good confidence booster and it does it does deflate the other team because they're they're winning for two-thirds of the game yeah. and um kind of flip the script but our goal is definitely to, to win all nine innings not just one josh gross joining us josh let's talk about the start against north carolina where you faced a lot of stress early on. Got at put yourself in some jams. Yeah. Uh, got out of some jams. Uh, but how about that performance? You go four innings. You give up two earned runs. Again, we said it with Carter. Your your goal is to win, but also to kind of keep your team in the game and battle. You were able to do that. Yeah. Um, like I said before, the walks were a, a big problem in that UNC game. And and like you said, I, I put myself in a lot of bad spots by getting behind a lot of guys early and walking dudes, but. Um, thankfully, I I made enough pitches I needed to when I needed to, and um, it kept our team in the game long enough to squeak, squeak out a win there. But, um, yeah, I, I guess just the, the cue there is just keep trying to hammer those walks, get, get them down, because uh, that just puts more stress on me, like you said, and, and it gets that pitch count up. And, uh, Josh, I got to mention that the, the face you made on that home run you gave up was uh, – <laughs> I don't know if it was the face. Of, it was almost like bewilderment. Like, wow, how far is this ball going to go? Yeah, that was the farthest ball I've ever seen hit in a, in a, in a game I've ever even been to. And Lane, you need to tell Lane to Lane at least move. Lane pretend just, he could catch it. Yeah. Like, to move. Like, come yeah, on, Lane. I don't know. I, I had about everyone in the, in the dugout on the bus. Uh, not on the, Well, yeah, because we went on the bus. We're, like, trying to avoid... Like the like saying that like well I hope that ball is really really far. <laughs> well, after a win, but, it's not as bad, I, right? So I got a lot of like Josh. I, I don't want to be mean, but uh, <laughs> like that was the most satisfying home run I've ever seen hit in my life. And I was like, yeah, no, I had a pretty good view of it too off the light post. A <laughs> uh, no doubter going against Josh Gross uh, more than made up for it, I would say. Uh, yesterday, without allowing a hit, you can't give up a 500 foot home run if you don't give up a hit. Yeah, I think yesterday was the first game I haven't given up a home run in a very long time, so that's always a good thing. Yeah, um, strikeouts and dingers, that's kind of your book. Yeah, I <laughs> guess it is. <laughs> you take away one of those, and uh, we'll be doing all right. But, like, what – I don't – like, that at bad in particular, or home runs you have allowed, what – is that you missing? Is that, Yeah, they're just mistakes. I mean, yeah. the home run in North Carolina was supposed to be a fastball away, and I threw it right into his barrel – you know, was, I missed in and and good hitters make you pay, which is part of the learning curve of college baseball. Is learning that um, and I, this isn't new to me, but it's something that is just a, an adjustment you got to keep continue to make. Is that not that you need to be perfect, but if you're not in the zone enough, like I had a lot of walks that game. If you're not in the zone enough, then then the mistakes they eventually come back to get you. So, um, I guess I I mean I, I deserve that for for missing so many spots earlier in the game and we talked about it with carter a moment ago but you guys are you got a giant target on you wearing that ecu uniform uh what you've done in the past what you've done so far this year so not that you're not going to be jacked up before every start anyway but you really do have to bring it every single inning every game every pitch because those guys are, are dying to beat east carolina yeah we we, we always say that uh, everyone's going to give us their best shot and um 
we we take pride in that. We you know we want that because that just makes us better in the long run when we get everyone's best shot. Um, it just makes us more prepared for when those games are more on the line down the stretch. And uh, and we we don't we like have the target on our back to be honest with you. Talking to Josh Gross. If you have a question for Josh, you can get it in. One thing I've been asking all the guys, Josh, uh, is how they got here. Uh, what was your recruitment like through high school through uh showcase baseball whatever you played coming up and uh who are your other options and why did you end up deciding to come to ecu um well i I wasn't really recruited out of high school that much i uh i went to three high schools actually and my first high school was uh was on campus june high school and and it was just a very very bad spot to play baseball um, I remember the first the first day of varsity tryouts. Our coach, who was really we're very close now, we, we stay in touch. He was just trying to you know explaining to kids like how to throw. Like we want to mm. separate here, and you want to step. And my brother and I were like, this is varsity baseball. Like, wow, why are we doing it? like that, that? That's something you learn when you're seven. <laughs> right. So it was you know it was tough. And then I transferred to Jacksonville my junior year, and that's where I started to really get some some more attention. And uh, I got my first offer from UNC Wilmington. Uh, that spring after my first game that spring and then my second offer was from Campbell but uh, ECU recruited me starting in that fall I went to like a, one of those sign up online camps and my mom like you know saw it on the, on the email and signed me up so I always I always say that I, I came here I, I had the best $400 Chick-fil-A sandwich of my life because uh, that's what they give you for lunch but uh, <laughs> but I, I went to a camp in the fall and I pitched good and then ever since then Coach Roselle uh he would call me like once a week and and start to build that relationship, but they didn't offer me until the season was over, and I was kind of getting um, pressured by those other two schools to make a decision. Campbell actually only gave me a week to make an offer to make a decision, and that conversation didn't go well. Um, but uh, I, I really was considering going to UNC Wilmington and Campbell to be honest with you. But uh, yeah, I, I wanted I just wanted to see what EC was gonna was gonna offer me, and um, at the end of the day, I, it wasn't. It wasn't the most financial support that I got from ECU, but it, I'm so happy that I came here because it was a school I wanted to go the most, and it was a school that I felt invested the most time in me recruiting, and I had a, a way better relationship with the coaches here than I did at any of the other schools. And um, so all that really happened in the spring of my junior year. I didn't get recruited really at all through summer baseball or travel baseball. So kind of a whirlwind, and you had to make a call, make a decision there. Yeah, but I, I was super excited, and my brother went to school here at the time, so I was excited to be able to go to school with him, and I, I was extremely happy with my decision. To come awesome. Uh, UNCW coming up on the schedule, uh, home and home later this year. A similar, maybe a smaller degree, but a, um, a rabid fan base. I know at least when East Carolina goes to Wilmington, those fans like to get on you. So Yeah, they, they have some good chirps out there. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, uh, Hannah said that uh, she didn't have a question she had a compliment and it was great to read to carter and garrett because those were the guys in the bullpen late in that game against north carolina but she said i was standing at the bullpen uh, at unc for the last three outs heard that obnoxious fan heckling our guys kudos to the pitchers and catchers for paying that guy no mind my seven-year-old was ready to karate chop him <laughs> um and carter and garrett knew exactly who she was talking about do you I don't know. Yeah, I, you weren't I, out there. Um, they had some pretty. I mean, they're just not funny. Yeah, like those those kids are sort of like the the only chirp that I heard. I was walking down to the bullpen to, to start like stretching before the game, and some guy said, "We're a long way from Greenville." That's just not funny. Yeah, like, 
What is it's that? also like not that far either. So <laughs> I, I mean, relatively you go, I speaking, you go to UNC, you should be able to read a map. But um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. I I didn't hear that guy. I'm sure that they were. So you're not were, bummed. That, you're not like upset that they're chirping you. That you're upset that no, they're not I, funny. Yeah, like, like if you're original. gonna chirp someone, it should be funny. Like, yeah. I mean, you'll probably laugh on the inside about it, but you have a good sense of humor. Do you ever go back at people, or do you no, keep it in? No, that's yeah. just like not a good look if you're doing that. But, okay, all right. Um, if you did, it would be funny. If I was a fan, I'd probably have some good, like, some funny stuff to say. <laughs> so once you're uh, you're done with your career, come back yeah. to the jungle. No, I'm gonna go to my son's little league game. <laughs> start there. <laughs> start there. There you go. Uh, what's your favorite sport to watch other than baseball? I like watching college football a lot. And college basketball. I don't really. I mean, I love watching uh, Major League Baseball, and um, but college football is just is really fun for me to watch. Have you had some uh, fun days at Daddy Ficklin in your career? Uh, yeah, that, you know, okay. maybe one or two. All right, good. And uh, you said you were unable to go to Minji's last Saturday night when Houston mm-hmm. rolled in, but you watched that. Well, yeah, that I watched was, that uh, game. That that game looked like it was a fun place. That to was be. awesome. Yeah, it was really fun. All right, uh, what's your favorite sport to play other than baseball? basketball right. or spike ball or ping pong what's spike ball so like one with like the little trampoline on the ground and the little yellow ball it's kind of like uh hmm. kind of like volleyball but you're supposed to hit the ball I, it's actually nothing like volleyball <laughs> <laughs> it's like volleyball except it's not chandler do you got something uh we got some breaking news regarding uniforms uh josh what do you know about these powder purples that had just came out what is that yeah, those are pretty sweet. Those Whoa. are sweet. You can see it at EC Baseball on either uh, Instagram or Twitter, but <clears throat> literally just came out five minutes ago. But uh, I'm assuming y'all are going <clears> to... <throat> you okay? Are you tearing up over these no, uniforms? No, they're so sick that I'm actually getting sick. And Carter's um, up there modeling it and didn't even... Bro- and- Man, are you up here too? No, no, I'm not that important. <laughs> <laughs> but those are sweet. I'm, I'm assuming that maybe y'all are going to wear those one day this week. Yeah, I, I think we're wearing them tomorrow. Awesome. The new powder purples. Yeah, they're pretty sweet. Wow. Those, those and we can't watch yep. the game at all. What's that? Tomorrow's on uh, Plus. Oh, okay. Good. I would think good. you wear these at home, but I, I hope you wear them at home. Those yeah. are awesome. Uh, wow. Man. You know what? I never knew powder purple was a thing. Like powder blues, you hear about all the time. People like teams in the '80s. Every team had powder blues almost. Uh, but those are nice. Yeah, those are cool. All right, I like that. All right, well there you go. Uh, kudos to the players too for not uh, dropping any hints on that. Well done. Keep uh, keep the inside stuff on the inside. All right, what were we talking about? Oh, uh, spike ball. Spike we had moved ball, on yeah. from spike ball. I don't know. Hacky sacks good too. Yeah, I'm glad. I like that's... backyard games. I don't know. Volleyball is fun to play. Uh, cornhole cornhole is good yeah we have some good cornhole players on our team uh what is your you ever been to chico's yeah what's your favorite menu item there i think i've only been there a few times i I went there with my dad and um we got i got the hungry pirate oh Um, that is like they just put everything in one burrito so good it's like a meal and a half um favorite way to get an out and dylan said i like seeing guys roll over and pop up against spivey so like strikeouts the obvious answer favorite way for me to get an out yeah other than strikeout what's your favorite way to get an out <clears throat> i love when people like hit a pop-up in foul territory like to the catcher or something yeah don't even get just it in fair. there's just no shot that's gonna be fair yep all right i like that 
uh and now cheaper fake mexican food what's your taco bell order? actually i changed my mind double play that's my favorite way to get it now all right a little six four three actually yeah um favorite uh, what's your taco bell order i don't really go to taco bell good answer i'm not a big taco bell guy all right uh let's see what other questions do we have probably baja early. blast okay second yeah. time i've heard that today a lot of baja um i'll ask uh, a question jansen had what major league parks have you visited um i haven't been to that many i've been to the padre stadium the angel stadium national stadium nationals park uh the padres one looks pretty cool yeah I, I, I was very young when i went to that so i, I really vaguely remember that is it the one they play in now yeah i like the thing they have in left field beyond the fence it's like i don't know like some kind of warehouse looking yeah. thing uh i've been to the brave stadium is that SunTrust? Is that what that's it? Yeah. I hadn't been. And then, um, I think that's it. I, I haven't. Oh, and I went to Fenway this summer. Nice. What's your favorite non-baseball sports movie? So, favorite sports movie that's not baseball related? The Longest Yard. Mm, the newer or one. Or Blades of Glory. <laughs> Probably okay. Blades of Glory. All right. Blades of Glory. That's an unbelievable sports movie. <laughs> I don't know if I've seen it. I'm aware what? of it. It's uh, is it Will Ferrell? Yeah, they, yeah. And uh, I forgot the other guy's name, but they do some pretty cool stuff. In that so movie. you recommend Blades of Glory? I I highly recommend Blades of Glory. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, Jack says, uh, "What's your take on Cliff's glasses?" <laughs> I I asked him about that when I I saw him for the first time this year, and um, I I think he he looks good in them. Yeah, yeah. It makes uh, a man look more intelligent. Just put on a pair of glasses and. You look like you know something about something. That, uh, yeah, I guess that's true. I don't know. Uh, what is your favorite baseball moment of the year so far? Small sample size, but like how for, about for our team this season? Yeah. Um, I think the best game, like the best environment we've been in, was Friday night um, against UNC. Just the, that that crowd just felt like a like a regional or super regional atmosphere. So that what was it, the eighth inning. That eighth inning was probably the best uh it was awesome uh to see just the merry-go-round start with a walk and just mm. go from there and uh those bats got rolling and uh it felt kind of the same way was it the other night when uh like a leadoff walk and crowd gets yeah. into it and yeah. i felt like and i even said it i felt like against duke when you guys were getting blown out I was like, well, the Pirates are going to score some runs. I know. Gonna, I, I was saying the same thing. I was like, I mean, I was like, I mean, we're known for this. We're going yeah. to we're going to put up ten in the nine just to like just to just because we can. Yeah, <laughs> I feel, and that's uh, that's what this team has done. They they've given belief to folks watching that anytime they can turn it on. But solid start to the year uh, for Josh Gross and the Pirates. Uh, you'll be back on the mound. Uh, if all things go right, uh, this weekend against Liberty. Yep. I'm assuming uh, you don't know much about them right now no idea no idea well are you involved in the meetings uh midweek even though you're not going to be throwing uh how much yeah know. i mean they're, they're uh the meetings we have are like well like they'll have like a hitters meeting and then the pitchers meeting and then like a team meeting before the game so the pitchers meeting is they're they're not really individual they're all just like guys this is our game plan mm-hmm. these are the guys we gotta keep an eye on and just like how you guys feeling pretty much and uh, you, I believe you said that usually your arm hurts the most the second day after pitching. Is that right? So like today, yeah, the okay. second day is the day I have the most soreness. Yeah, if it hurts, I have it. Probably would be concerned. Soreness. Yeah. I should have used that word. Uh, so after throwing ninety nine, how's it going to feel tomorrow? You think? 
pretty pretty sore. Yeah, yeah. It and was, then it was sore. It was pretty sore today. Just and I played very very light catch today, and it was very sore. And then it's good again when like a hundred percent. I mean Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you'll be uh, ready to roll this weekend as the Pirates take on Liberty. Josh, thanks for hanging out with us, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, keep up the good work. We will take a timeout, but as we do, Shirley, we need to open up the booty bag. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. And Shirley, I don't even need to ask what we're giving away today. We're giving away the same prize every day, Monday through Thursday, correct? That is correct, sir. And this is uh, Josh. Next time you go to Chico's, you might want to try the shrimp tacos. Shrimp tacos. My dad had the fish tacos, so they're pretty good. Yeah, there you go. Well, we are giving away shrimp taco lunch, correct, Shirley? You are correct, sir. I am looking for caller number eight. Caller eight, 317-1250. We're back with more Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, Orthopedic Steve's and Sports Medicine has been caring for Pirate Nation and the student-athletes at East Carolina University for more than 35 years and are the official team physicians for ECU. Orthopedics East provides a variety of general and specialized operative and non-operative orthopedic services to meet the needs of the patients in Eastern North Carolina. For more information, call 757-2663 or visit orthoeast.com. And congratulations to Josh Allen of Washington. Picked up a shrimp taco lunch courtesy of Chico's. Grab your amigos and join Chico's for their 40th anniversary party this Saturday from 1 until 6 p.m. There'll be live music and entertainment from the Purple School Bus and DJ Dog in the Chico's parking lot. It's the biggest fiesta of the year and it's absolutely free. Make your plans now to be at Chico's on Saturday, March 11th, starting at 1 o'clock. And congratulations to Chico's on 40 years in business. Now back to you, Clip. All right. Saturday night's all right for fighting, and Saturday is all right to hang out and celebrate Chico's 40th. Chandler had some breaking news last segment. Check out the new powder purple ECU baseball uniforms. You go to ECU Baseball's main account on Twitter or Instagram. Uh, The reviews are in. Let's read some of these reviews. Kathy says three fire emojis fire 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 matt says are these for the softball team colored pants are throw up emoji now let me say this i like it this this is new this is different i tend to agree with matt look if i had my way i did it my way home teams wear white road teams wear gray I feel like I'm pretty progressive when it comes to a lot of things sports-related, but I like my baseball teams at home wearing white, my road teams wearing gray. I like my home teams that have the city name on the white jerseys and the road team having their nickname on the gray jerseys. That's just uh, that's how I was raised. You were brought up well. <laughs> you were raised right. 
but i haven't said that i like these purples i don't usually like color on color uniforms they look like pajamas tony pajamas you see the dirt bags uh like black on black you see these teams they like travel men's slow pitch softball teams but that is uh the way of the world and these are different i think they're cool we'll see what they look like on the field uh but matt is not a fan kathy is a fan uh ej pizzle says 10 out of 10 jcs throw up emoji so right now we're 50 50 let me check out these quote tweets trey said these go so hard <laughs> pete biscano says this is why blake hardegree is the best dobo ecu has ever had in tweet jody says wow just perfection former pirate basketball player neil punt says oh my god clap emoji clap emoji clap emoji heart emoji heart emoji heart emoji heart emoji pirate says points down Fire, 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 pirate flag, pirate flag, pirate flag, pirate flag. All right. Eric Charlton said, okay, that's enough. It's decided. My kid is playing ball here just because mom loves these unis. Heart, heart, heart. <laughs> is your kid any good? Himothy says. <laughs> what? Don't, don't say that. Wow. Himothy says, sheesh. <laughs> heart eye emojis. I'd be like, sheesh. So I don't. I, I've never heard that song, but I've seen that commercial a million times. I'd be like, "Sheesh!" And I just go around saying it now, and it's so annoying. That's not good. I'd be like, "Sheesh!" <laughs> Pirate Radio said, "Look down, fire, 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 pirate flag, pirate flag, pirate flag, pirate flag." Man, you just pulled a Chandler. You did. Oh, you said okay. That was the comment you read. Yes, that's on me. That, that's on Chandler. I'm, I'm Chandler. I am him. I'm Timothy. <laughs> Ash says, "Oh, Kentucky God," but it's supposed to say, "Oh my God," but it says K Y. So, "Oh, Kentucky, Kentucky God." God. <laughs> uh, there's an old Miss fan that says before we try and say they're copying let's appreciate these beauties so now we're copying somebody uh, oh God, those, uh, people, those people that say that are the worst pete buscano had a a nice tweet i just saw it just a minute ago oh where did it go what did, what did he say we have uh he was saying this is why blake hardegree is the best dobo and i don't know what that means director of baseball operations thank you ecu baseball has ever had in tweet we have another victim you just pulled a chandler <laughs> we have another victim back to back i did they got that and surely surely the producer she is says i can't leave clip out alone i can't leave him out there i'm gonna join him we do we have things together thank you you know Shirley. that we we do things together and in my defense, dude, I've been driving the struggle bus all day today. Let me tell you something, guys. Back to it, back is, it is beautiful to hear both of you. Not just Clip alone, but now you. Oh, it's beautiful. I, I seriously have been driving the stir- struggle bus today. All right. Uh, Lily says, Major Slay. Mm, is that good? Yes. All right. Major Slay is good. Former Pirate Radio intern, Gene says horrendous horrendous oh gene not a fan he also he uh, he quote tweeted the pictures the uh different pictures they put out and said should have kept these in the closet mm. Ooh, man like R-, R. kelly uh <laughs> gia said purple is severely lacking from all sports uniform 
uh forms i need more of this there's okay why god uh leclerc lunatic says i'm sobbing these are incredible so leclerc lunatics are literally crying olivia says okay hold up these are fire emoji colton says might be the best unis in college baseball sam says here take my money some guy named bryce said sweet jesus they're beautiful chip said okay these are actually fire emoji franklin says haze is that a cool word people say now i guess like a purple haze just said haze jonathan wagner aka wag says well hello there i'm on facebook and because we shared it on our facebook page as well and elizabeth hodges says love these does that mean she likes them Mm, i guess so because nowadays you just never know what words mean anymore you never know no <laughs> and especially when we re- i mean even when we repeat them we don't really know what they are <laughs> so those are the uh i haven't checked our um has anybody else seen them if you uh, would like to comment on the powdered purples let us know how you feel uh let's take a break we'll come back we will check what's going on tonight on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dubuck. Dubuck. We got championship games, semifinal games, first round games, everything in between. We'll talk about it when we return after this. listening to hour three of pirate radio live this hour of prl is brought to you by bud light reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly bud light the official beer of the ecu pirates and proudly distributed by carolina eagle distributing since 1989 now back to the show welcome back to get the business services that are right for your business today contact the team of experienced local bankers at first bank the team includes bankers you can trust like ashley caps lee watson bonner latham chris Richards, Josh Hooten, and Heath Nesbitt. First Bank, together with their customers, they're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. First Bank on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Flip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. ECU Baseball unveiling on social media some new powder purple unis. Uh, a lot of folks like them. Some don't. We were reading some comments a moment ago. Chad says never knew how much i needed powder purple in my life these are so litty i'm about to do the gritty did i do that right and that that tweet my skin is literally crawling off my body feels like somebody has taken my arm put my hand against the chalkboard and is using my nails to scratch the chalkboard Chad, that it's as if someone has got their claws, maybe some sort of animal, say a bobcat or some sort of feline-like uh, animal, is taking their claws and clawing my eyes out after seeing that tweet. Chad, that tweet makes me want to take my phone, run it over, pour gasoline on it, light a match, strike it, throw a grenade on top of the match uh-huh. that is on top of my phone. Right. That that makes me want to run over uh, my phone. A sinkhole open up <laughs> where the phone match and grenade are. Your tweet, Chad, makes me want to run over my phone, 
take it to University PC Care, <laughs> spend all that money for them to fix it, and then run it over <laughs> again. Chad, that is the worst tweet I've ever seen in my life. Good gracious. No hyperbole. Wow. <laughs> Why is hyperbole pronounced hyperbole? Hyperbole. All right. Tonight, Shirley, can I get some uh, college hoops music? Sure. Championship time in 10 minutes in Washington, D.C. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Hit it again from the beginning, Shirley. Please, I please. love the. <laughs> Man, unlike, unlike that tweet, that gets me goosebumps. I know. My skin is back on my body, and these bumps, these little bumps have formed. My my arm hairs are raised legitimately. CAA Championship in the District of Columbia. UNC Wilmington versus... Okay. Shirley, hit the music again. I made a mistake. Coming up tonight... Semi-final action of the CAA in D.C. UNCW versus Hofstra. The other semi-matchup, Towson and Charleston tonight at 8.30. It'll be the championship of the Sun Belt, Louisiana, taking on USA South Alabama. Championship game in the SOCON Chattanooga. Taking on the top seed, Furman. That is it for championship hoops tonight. Other semifinal action. Semis of the Summit League. Oral Roberts. I believe I'm correct when I say they are the only team in the country to go undefeated in conference play. 18-0. They take on St. Thomas, Minnesota tonight in the Summit League semifinals. The other Summit League semifinal tonight. Whoa. Hit that music, Jim. Battle of the Dakotas. North Dakota State at South Dakota State. State. Also tonight, semifinal action in the horizon. Northern Kentucky, the Norse, taking on Youngstown State. Chandler, what is Youngtown State's mascot? Uh, a wildcat. I'm pretty sure they're the Penguins. I'm pretty positive about that. Don't take it to the bank, though. Cleveland State Vikings taking on the Milwaukee Panthers, I want to say. Bucks. No, no, <laughs> not those Milwaukeeans. Also tonight, semifinal action, West Coast Conference, St. Mary's. The favorite over BYU, Gonzaga, will take on the Dons of San Francisco. That's going on tonight on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by DaBuck. DaBuck. Tomorrow, we will be watching hoops at work. Three words. Hit it again. Three words I love to say. Hoops at work. 11.30 a.m. As Shirley Rhodes would say, you ass taking on Richmond. <laughs> That is a true story. <laughs> that is a true story, and believe it or not, they're going to be in Greenville next or this weekend, and I will be calling the game. Oh, my goodness. Good will luck. it happen again? Also tomorrow afternoon, also in the Atlantic 10, Loyola Chicago against St. Joe's. ACC tournament gets underway. Tomorrow at 2 o'clock, Georgia Tech 
Florida State. So we've got ball to watch before Tuesday's Pirate Radio Live even begins. Excitement time beginning tomorrow. You got your wall-to-wall basketball beginning. It'll be tomorrow through Sunday. And then pick back up with the first four next Tuesday, Wednesday. And the NCAA tournament next Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Now, we've had January. We yeah. just got done with February. Yeah. But what is this? This, Chandler? What is What is this month? This is March. This is March. Let's take a break. We'll come back and wrap up Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. Back with you after this. listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. It was a mixed bag for the stock market today. The Dow was up 40 points. It closed at 33,431. The NASDAQ was down 13 at 11,000 and the S&P was up two points at 4,048. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors financial report for a personal look into investing. Call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors LLC member SIPC. Now let's head back in to Clip. All right. uh, When Josh Gross came in, he said, how's your day going? I said, well, beautiful weather. The show is going great. It's NCAA tournament, conference tournament time. Like, everything's great. I'm in a really good mood. I think we finished off the show strong. I think we had a great show today, gang. How do y'all feel? I I totally agree. It felt like a good one. Well, you want to start the week off right. I think we did. And I think we did such thing. Thank you to Josh Gross, Garrett Saylor, Carter Spivey for joining us on the Delcor Players Lounge. Also... Coach O, Gary Overton, and Brian Bailey. We'll talk to you fine people Tuesday at 3 o'clock on Pirate Radio Live. Jeff Charles, take us home. Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.